Hello, this is Rod. Just a little note before we get this episode started. This is an odd little episode. It doesn't really focus on a particular movie. This is more of a conversation between Troy, myself, and our special guest, Jason. This episode grew out of the desire to kind of set a few things right. Because a few months ago, Jason, who's a regular correspondent to both podcasts, both The Bloody Pit and The Nashy Cast... He had written in and had uh, expressed uh, a certain, oh, let's call it an opinion about fans and people who uh, go to films and think of films in certain ways. And to be honest, Troy and I, although agreeing with pretty much everything he had to say in his email, used his email as a jumping off point to talk about a rather larger issue that he wasn't directly addressing, but that we thought of in response to what he was saying. That led down the rabbit hole. Several of the people chimed in over the next over the course of uh, the next few podcasts, and it became a rather interesting conversation in which both Troy and I were able to get up onto uh, soapboxes or <laughs> climb up onto our hind legs and to uh, talk about things that uh, had happened to us in our past and things that we had done in our past revolving around fa- being fans fandom and the things that come from feeling like you have a certain ownership over a subject, no matter what it may be. Jason was concerned that he had come off as a bit of a jerk, which really was not true. We had just taken what he had written and run off into the woods with it and played like maniacs. But he wanted to talk about it a little bit more, wanted to make sure everything was where it should be. And so I thought this was going to be just a brief little conversation, but Troy, wily, intelligent, wise man that Troy is, came up with a better idea, because Jason is a massive Godzilla fan, and so why not take the opportunity, while we have him on the old magic Skype, to talk about Godzilla movies in general, and also the idea of fandom and what it means to be a really good, big, gigantic monster fan of something in particular. So, this conversation ranges a little bit, but its main focus really is about Godzilla. So, uh, enjoy this. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be what you were expecting, but then again, this was going to be a bonus episode to begin with, and it just kind of expanded. So, here you go. Three of us talking over Skype about Godzilla movies, fandom, strangeness, attitudes, opinions, and what it means to be out in public seeing a movie that you should just shut up and watch. This is a, this is a deadly conversation opener. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, oh. and, 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 this, I can tell this will be an outtake. No, listen, uh-huh. uh, uh, have you ever seen any of the, uh, the, the movies that Bruno Matai made in the 2000s? Oh, I, I tried. Like the Zombie Island ones and then the Cannibal one. Well, no, I'm thinking more along the lines of the ones that are plain and simple, no joke, complete ripoffs of hit Hollywood films down to scene-by-scene recaps that are the same. I, I've missed out. Please okay, school okay, me. Okay, well, I only, I only got through one of them before I realized that this was what I was going to be stumbling into if I kept doing this to myself. And what this was was uh, it was uh, – a complete redo with one change of the god awful piece of shit film eight millimeter. 
<laughs> and I cannot remember the title that uh, that Bruno's film was under, uh, but I, I I bought it as a bootleg because, of course, yeah. what else would I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sit down to watch it, and it starts. And the only change they made is they gender flipped the lead character. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So the lead character is a, a female instead of a male, and a hot one at that. I'll, I'll admit. But it's I hated eight millimeter in the first place. It was a shitty, fucking, god awful, ridiculous, dumb, dumb, dumb film. And so when I get thirty minutes into this thing, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going, cool, man, Euro sleaze, and I'm thirty minutes into it, I'm going, god damn it, it's eight millimeter. I mean, down to the point where, I mean, I think some of the scene transitions and dialogue were identical. <laughs> wow, that's like, a, yeah. it's like the only things they were changing were the things they couldn't afford to do mm, yeah <laughs> it's like oh why am i doing this to myself and of course i wouldn't have strangled bruno at that point but i would have probably stubbed his toe so, <laughs> so how is the scene where he goes down the cd pornography market in the back alley was that replicated i yeah, mean that must yeah, have been amazing yeah. italian style now yeah Yes, that that does stick in my memory just enough for me to be able to indicate that, yes, it was there. Remember, this has been like, oh, God, save me, Mm. 12 years ago that I saw this thing and Mm -hmm. uh, haven't seen it since. But, yes, they did. On a much lower budget, that scene is replicated. But if memory serves, it was almost like it was an open-air market or... Just did something down in a like the something done in a warehouse maybe. <laughs> it's a guy with a folding chair and a hustler. Um, a little bit more than that, but to be honest, it it, re- it, re- it read more like what it would be like at a really low rent porn con. <laughs> I swear to God, from it, guys from in there, I, I swear I, I thought that y'all were talking about. Isn't there the other eight millimeter film that came out just a few years ago? Or what what when that called? Eight? That was the big budget, like almost kind of. I'm thinking of the Nicolas Cage film. Yes, I know you are now. Well, what but, are you but talking about? What, what, was it called eight millimeter? Or was it called uh-huh. Super Eight? What was the name of the film? Oh, Super Eight. eight. See, that's, that's what. No, 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 that's what. Well, well, Super Eight was a monster. Film. That's, well, first of my first thought is you're slamming it so hard, and that's the film I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, well, damn, man, well, I didn't think it was that. It's like the only J. J. Abrams film that I would well, ever want to rewatch. Well, it's you yeah. know you're saying it. I was like, well, damn, it's pretty harsh. And now I thought, like, wait a minute, Bruno Mattei tried to make this on a low budget, and that's my second. <laughs> okay, okay, but no, no, actually, actually, it didn't take me long to realize. Oh shit, they're talking about the Nicolas Cage the <laughs> disaster. Yeah, that was okay. No, so no. No. <laughs> well, what I, what I, what's killing me now is that I'm I'm now running every J. J. Abrams shitty film through my head through the Bruno Mattei lens. Oh man, and I'm coming up with a much more interesting Star Trek. I'm telling. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god alright all hey, right. so hey hey man thanks for thanks for doing this with us man appreciate you appreciate you being here giving the time thanks for the invite yeah man um, so if, if this works out we may actually uh, record more podcasts uh, I mean I've only we've only done a, what a hundred or so yeah so we really feel like we're starting to gain our legs starting to start to get a feel finally for doing this you know but we haven't done many Skype casts we still we've done a few yeah these are these are these are a bit more difficult we've stretched yeah. outside the this is this is not our comfort zone because we like to have someone in the room so that if something goes wrong we can throw something at each other mm-hmm. and uh, that works out well for Troy and I because one, he can't duck, and I'm too large a target, and so it all kind of comes to, right. comes to exactly what it needs to be. Well, before we uh, before we get into all things good and Godzilla here, I, yeah, I, 
I don't know, Rod, if you even knew that Jason was a huge Euro horror fan as well as, as uh, right? Well, I, think, well, I think you may have. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I couldn't remember of course if, I did. I mean, I, 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 he, he has podcasted in the past. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I, was, I wasn't sure if you were aware of that or not. Well, I know, you, know you, you, you sang our praises in the past, and oh, yeah. I appreciated that. You know, I think I didn't. Um, I think that I had forgotten. And now now you say it. I mean, yeah, I made that connection. But what really threw me is because we, Jason and I were emailing back and forth yeah. about our uh, Mondo, about our, our upcoming audio commentary on right. the Nashi disc. But that's uh, the Mondo. You told him? Yeah, I, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> We, we had to keep it quiet for so damn long. <laughs> so with the but what I mentioned is on Mondo Macabro, that picture you sent, Jason, of your Mondo Macabro collection is quite awe inspiring. Yeah, it doesn't crap. look to me like you missed one of them uh, and have any of their releases. Have you got a complete Mondo Macabro run there? I, I do not. I'm missing a bunch. I'm listening. I'm probably missing about ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. Wow. But that's tell, still, tell me yeah, something. That's you, I just had a question. I, I I was talking about earlier. I have the first. How many volumes of the Bollywood stuff did they do? Because I only have the first one. Did they do more? Three. three. Shit. And they're all out of print I'm, now, of course. But yeah. yeah, I've got one, and I think. Shit, I forgot if I have two or three. There was a part of me that hoped that they had not done any more so that I could have them all, but apparently I was just too slow on the uptake, as usual. Yeah, I couldn't I didn't get into them that much, so I would I would tell you you're not missing a whole lot, but I know that doesn't help. <laughs> it's it doesn't. I own it and therefore eventually it must be watched. So yeah, sadly. Well speaking of well, speaking of the podcasting past, um is it verboten to ask what, what the hell the deal is with the trashy trio these days? You know, it's not. Um, I know I had to drop out just because I had some family issues and then medical issues. So I stepped away from it. And I know those guys kept going for a while. And then, I don't know, I talked to them over the, like, like late summer. And we tried to pull together, couldn't make schedules work. I know the last podcast I did was back in November. I think. But getting everyone scheduled a matchup can be a hassle. So. Well, I understand that. I just my, my curiosity is more around whether or not you guys will ever do another to, another one together. I that I, I can't say. Um, I would love to say yes, of course, but I'm kind of doubting it at this point. I I haven't spoken to Josh and Smith. I haven't emailed in a couple months, but I don't know. We can hope for the best, but I wouldn't count on it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks, man, because the. It, it, it was a great it was a great show and it did open my eyes to uh, a number of things that I was only tangentially interested in and um, well definitely some things I was unaware of as well and that really sucks in my opinion but the uh, it's it's boy is it understandable the podcasting is a even the easier way that Troy and I do it which is not pushing ourselves to do something on any kind of you know ridiculous weekly or biweekly schedule. It's still something that you know. It's hard to carve out time to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it. It makes me a little sad, but at the same time, being somebody who's who's been doing this crap for seven years, I think we understand. You know. Yeah, I admire you guys for for going as long as you have. I, I appreciate it. Well, thanks. This this uh, yeah, I was just thinking about realizing that this month marks our seventh year because uh, we started in, this month? we yeah. started in February of twenty ten. So, so well, we actually, did we record in January and I release it in February. That could be, but or uh, but maybe it was February. Yeah. Now I can't remember. But essentially, yeah, seven years now, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's only been a couple of months along the line that we that we missed that we did have to miss totally. We haven't skipped many, so we've gotten before we get into. Uh, 
before we get into, into the heavier things and all of our real purpose for being here, so, uh, did want to ask you first of all uh, because yes, Godzilla is what brought us all together really into uh, into having this discussion here. So uh, I'd like to lead off by just kind of asking you uh, how you became and when you became a Godzilla fan. When did you catch the bug for the big G? Uh, my parents took me to the drive-in back in when Megalon was in the theaters, Ooh. and it all started there. Oh man. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm, I'll be. We'll be talking. I know about sharing some some bad theater experiences as we come up in the show. But uh, one of my most favored, you know, movie experiences in my entire life was seeing Godzilla versus Megalon in the theater. Uh, they played here in Nashville at the Plaza Theater, and I remember going with my next door neighbors and just a theater full of kids just having a blast. I mean, everything Godzilla would do, like all the kids would go nuts, you know, so it was just like still, you know, great, great experience. Well, just a question to interject here, a question for both of you, and I uh, will, Jason, you answer first. Um, was it a double feature or was it just the, just that one film? Oh, funny. You should ask. It was a double feature. And the second movie was King Kong escapes. Oh my God. What is, what a, what a double wow. bill, man. That's incredible. Well, Yes, but unfortunately, my parents weren't having it, oh. and halfway through, they left. <laughs> that was a little too uh, much. Regardless of me begging. <laughs> a little too much kaiju for uh, for the mom and pop, huh? <laughs> also, did, yeah. did, did you get to see any of the second feature? or? Yeah, I just got to see about half of it, or the first third, maybe. Oh, just enough of it to really blow <laughs> Oh, that's terrible, man. <laughs> yes. Um, the first uh, the first Godzilla film I ever saw in the theater, my mom took me to see uh, Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. And although that was an incredible experience, um, I still always feel a little bit uh, ripped off to this day because you know the famous double bill was Godzilla versus the uh, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster and uh, um, Frogs. You know that was the, that you always see that double bill poster that they, those yeah. two films played together. Well, for whatever reason, that's not how it played in Nashville because uh, when I saw it, it definitely was not on a double bill with Frogs. It was on a double bill with something like incredibly inappropriate, or or imagine, I think what it, I'm pretty sure it was Custer of the West. It was the uh, you know <laughs> which you know don't get me wrong, I love cowboys and Indians and all that stuff, you know, but uh, uh, but that just didn't seem like quite the the dream pairing right there. And I think that was another case where we made it through about halfway through Custer and decided to leave. You know, well, but, here's uh, my question: at yeah. that age, if you would see if you if Frogs had started. At that age, would you have gotten all the way through Frogs, or would you have eventually tuned out? I mean, it's I a weird film. It is a weird film. I think I would have been all about it, just being the twisted little you know, <laughs> kid I was. But my mom might have had to. My mom might have might have called bullshit at some point, and, and like you know, and 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 Exodus yeah. out of there, you know, because uh, uh, that one would have that one would have creeped her out pretty well. She loved Godzilla films, so that probably would have uh, all the spiders and all that, all the things that actually do the killings in the film, and still, you know where the frogs do not. But all the other creatures probably would have uh, sent her sent it sent her running. So, but yeah, but uh, uh, but I do wish I had gotten to see that double bill as a kid. But uh, so um, so what was uh, what what are some of your favorite? Uh, what do you what do you just name off a few of what you consider the best Godzilla films or your favorites? Well, originally goes without saying. Uh, Smog Monster, GMK, big favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I like most of the Heisei movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, we so so do we. As yeah, we just yeah. as we just spent two hours babbling about recently. So yeah. But I, I don't know. There's so many to choose from. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. So those are the big three or four that I really like. But I don't know. You know, how do you not like all the early, the early yeah. 60s stuff? I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, Destroy All Monsters is great. There's just so much to choose from. It really is. It really is. I mean, there's, you know, even the even the lesser ones, I mean, are, let me ask you this. Are there any that you just can't watch at all uh, that you just 
I mean, as far as as far as things specific, the Toho ones, the Japanese ones, are there are there any that you really just just hate, or, or do they all have some sort of special you know place in your heart? No, I, I'm a subhuman man child. I'll watch any of them. Hey, hey, that's cool, man. That's cool. Well, I'm a subhuman man child, and I'll watch any of them too. But I, I can sit there and still say that this one this one kind of sucks. That's not going to stop me from watching it all the way to the end credits. I'll tell you now. Okay, I watched Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, Speaking of sucks, J- <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I watched it in the theater in Japan without subtitles. That's how. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I would have done that too if the opportunity presented itself. Yeah, and yeah. and that is a perfect segue into uh, the thing that one of the great things about talking to you, Jason, here is you have a perspective and experience that most of the people I know, you know, that are Godzilla fans don't have. Is that you've spent considerable amount of time in Japan. Now, how did that first come about? Uh, how was you? How'd you first go to Japan, and, and why? Uh, well, if you remember back in 2004, right before the Dark Ages, <laughs> they announced the last Godzilla film in the 50th anniversary Godzilla film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they announced that on my birthday, and I was—I just said the hell with it. I'm going to go <sighs> see that. That's it's awesome. going to be the last one. It's on the bucket list, <sighs> and let's do this. So I spent the next what nine months planning for that. Man, and uh, that's what got me there. Well done, man. That's pretty awesome to decide to do that. To, to yeah, to actually go to Japan to see a Godzilla movie for that specific purpose. That's that's pretty incredible. Well, hold on. Before we move too far away from this, uh, I, had, I had a, a kind of supplemental question about mm-hmm. uh, the Toho films. Uh, specifically, um, what are your favorite of the non-Godzilla Toho films from say the the sixties and the seventies? Oh God. Well, okay. So Rodan doesn't count. Oh yeah, definitely. No, no, no. We'll, we'll just say. I, yeah. I, I would say. I would say that well, you, I'm, I'm trying to narrow it down away from the kaiju films and just focus oh, oh, on the on okay. the other. Oh, movies. I got you. I got you. Oh, like non non kaiju Toho movies. Right, I'm right, sorry. Right. I thought you meant non Godzilla. I no, did no, too. No. Well, yeah, I should. I should have been more clear. I'm, I'm talking about because this is something Troy and I have kind of toyed around with because there are all these other uh, Toho science fiction films made in that period. A lot of them are just phenomenal. And it's uh, just a question of which ones are con- which ones do you consider to be kind of your favorites? Oh wow! Um, so you're talking the sci-fi movies? Yeah, we yeah. got sci-fi or horror, either one. Yeah. Either one. Oh, that's that's tough. It's funny. I just watched the Bloodthirsty trilogy last weekend for the first time. Those yeah, were like, amazing. No, is that, is that then, like you talking about? Is that like the Dracula, like Lake of Dracula, Dracula, and that? Or what is this? Uh, the yeah, yeah, you're. Your spot on there. Yeah, uh, what, was that, it Lake of Dracula and mm, Bloodstained Rose? Yeah, I, I mixed up the title. Evil of Dracula. Evil of Dracula. I think yeah. I've seen both the Dracula films. I don't think I've seen the Bloodstained Rose. I don't. I've believe. seen all three of them. I, mean, I, got, I, I got. I got them from a once again a bootlegger again uh, years ago, and I still have them. Uh, those are. I really like those films. I mean, yeah, they're they're Toho doing Hammer, but man, it's just a blast to see. Well, when you run out of the Hammer, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like I mean I, I was thinking along the lines of H Man and Latitude Zero, although oh Latitude Zero is amazing. Um, you know, Mysterians is good, or actually I think I like Battle in Outer Space more than mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. Uh, Mysterians, but those would probably be the well shit prophecies of Nostradamus. That that's pretty amazing. Oh, I haven't that, seen that. That one I've never seen. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty out there. It's it's very scattershot all over the place, but it's got some great effects sequences, and it gets pretty pretty bizarre. What about uh, Matango? You like Matango? 
Oh my God! How did I miss Matango? Yeah, that's probably classic. my favorite that's right a, there. Yeah, that is probably one, that that may be my favorite of, of of all those of what we're talking about here. That subject that may be my favorite. I love it's that. Cer- it's certainly one of the most interesting. Although yeah. I'm 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 going to be the little kid that defaults to Atragon. So sorry. Uh, see, my brain works like you say. No, you're thinking. Kaiju, you're thinking I'm Manda. Matango, oh, that's true. Manda, Manda, Manda's in all it. that stuff. Yeah. Aside. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Man- Manda is in that, but I. I don't know why, because it's one of the coolest section, sections of the film. But when mm. I think of when I think of Atragon, all I'm thinking of is, is the ship and the, cool yeah. flying mm-hmm. submarine. Yes, yes, you know. <laughs> well, uh, you know, they have Tokusatsu movies just kind of lump all that stuff together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that true. Term. So that's, that's, that's yeah. kind of my default term. Mm-hmm. Just when you're discussing that stuff, what's your favorite to you know Toho Tokusatsu movie, and you have yeah. a lot to choose from. And I know that term, but I don't think I've ever brought it up on any of our our regular shows. I probably should because it is kind of the blanket term that the, that they sort of all the Japanese science fiction film whole genres all fall under that that term there. So just sounds like uh, somebody speaking a foreign language. To me, so <laughs> I, I know it's crazy, but if you go to Japan and you're shopping for that kind of stuff, it makes it a lot easier if you say tokusatsu. Ah. Because when you're shopping in the video stores, they don't have a kaiju section. They have a tokusatsu section. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they have all like live action domestic product and the foreign product. And then they'll have like right between like their domestic and then it's tokusatsu and then it goes to anime usually. That your your segues are so good. I would one would almost suspect you had seen my questions ahead of time, you know, because because <laughs> uh, uh, where that yes, because that leads me directly into uh, uh, you know you've now been over to Japan several times, right? I mean, I guess you go how frequently now? Uh, you know what? One of our problems is I just listened to a podcast with someone who's lived in Japan for twenty five years. So when you say you've been there a lot, I'm like, uh, no, you don't have not for yeah. <laughs> well, compared to me, you've been there. You've been there more than once. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah, I've been a bunch of times in the past twelve yeah. years. But I know growing up and 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 dying over the no the knowledge that there was you know my impression anyway that that's japanese just had access to so many godzilla toys that you know and all i had was my aurora model aurora <laughs> godzilla model all that uh but but what i know in reality i know godzilla is i'm sure like every other pop culture character like is here i mean you know people love him love him but it's not like every single person is just you know in japan is is willing to is just ready to have a long and lengthy discourse on Godzilla, you know, I'm sure that there are some people over there in Japan who probably just don't give a damn about Godzilla at all, I would assume, but... Which just seems... uh, That seems just culturally backwards, I don't understand. (laughs) Um, Trey would be correct, because most people go... Why do you care about these movies? You know, when I when I talk about like Lone Wolf and Cub, and I'm like, oh my god, I need this poster or this book. Mm-hmm. We're like, why do you like this old stuff? Yeah, <laughs> kind of have to just be like, I don't know, I just like it. Mm-hmm. But since I started to go there in 2004, you know, that was like the big push for Final Wars. So I go there, and there's all these Bandai figures, mm-hmm. and then over the next like what five six years. There is a steady decline in how much product was in the regular, like Toys R Us or department oh. stores. Yeah, and then even the sections in like the secondhand collectors market shops would kind of shrink, and you wouldn't see as much. Mm-hmm. And then I went to see some of the Heisei films were playing a retrospective in like late '09, and nobody was there. But mm-hmm. then right before the 2014 movie. Um, a different theater. Granted, that was like a new THX theater, so it was a very it was a nicer venue than 
the the one at the theater in 09, but that place was jam-packed. Like, my wife was like, oh, don't worry about buying tickets. No one's going to be there. Last time we went, it was pretty sparse. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I went there, and, like, every screening had sold out. Wow. So it kind of made a big comeback. And as you know, how Shin Godzilla pretty much made a big splash. So it it seems like it's back, but I haven't been there since. Well, out of of curiosity, you say Shin Godzilla made a a big splash. Did it do extremely well in Japan? Yeah, it wasn't like the number one live action movie in Japan this year. I'm not. I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking. I'm just. I, if so, I'm, that's phenomenally good news. I, I just. Yeah, I'd heard that it was very successful over there. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I thought it made like over eighty million, which is a, you know a bunch of money for them for domestic product. What, it, what, it didn't what's, what's that? Like, uh, what's that like in real money? Wait, 80, 80 million? Mm-hmm. Is that like no 80, 80 million U.S. <laughs> roughly? Oh, oh. Well, then that is that is real money. Holy crap! Yeah. I I can't believe. Okay, I don't want to get off on a rant, but damn it, why did it not get a decent release over here? I mean, yeah, we got to see it, but ah, uh, man, would, uh, now see, I was still, I see, no, I was still shocked that it got any release at all. Any release here. at all? No, I think yeah. I've just, I've just gone, I've just seen so many Godzilla films come and go and not play U.S. theaters at all that I actually was amazed that it, even with the knowledge that it, yeah. you know, even the knowledge that it was a blockbuster everywhere else, I didn't actually expect it to play. I thought it might make yeah. the art house here or something, but I didn't think it would. I guess, I guess you're right, because we were initially thinking that if we are going to get the chance to see it, it was going to be at some, at like the like Belcourt. Belcour, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. that just, that, uh, I just, just seems like such a, I don't know, I assume the film was released in other places around the world, and I'm assuming that it did pretty well there as well, but I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I know it was re- released in some, um, like I, I think the Korean release is happening in a couple of weeks coming up. I know mm-hmm. it was in China, and I want to say Malaysia or the Philippines. Okay. Um, and I guess it did okay. I I, don't, I didn't hear anything about it, so I think those markets are kind of nominal. Well, except the Chinese one, but a Japanese movie, chances are it's not going to play huge there. Okay. All right. Um, now, do you have after, now that you've been over to Japan, you know, a few times? I mean, do you do you have uh, do you have people over there that you see regularly when you're there, or, or other Godzilla fans that you are in, are corresponding with? Or? Um, no, my sister-in-law helps me out sometimes, but that's about it. <laughs> I just, you, but you, I know that you uh, you you have you you do have kind of a, a little bit more of an insight than than we do over here into how they how they see how they how they well how what well, we all you 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 were the one who kind of clued us in really on what Shin, Shin Godzilla was a, a a response to it was obviously the disasters that had been that had happened over there. Yes, but I, I did further research and mm-hmm. I managed to ruin the movie for myself. So, <laughs> I, oh well, then please, yeah. Jason, ruin it for us as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I've heard some people say that it's um, very nationalistic to the point of being far right. Ooh. And that uh, Godzilla has even appeared in some, like, military recruitment posters and such. Oh, no. Um, Don't do this Really? (laughs) Yes. So, now, granted, you know, I I can't even speak Japanese, so Mm -hmm. a lot of this is going to go over my head. So I don't know. Like when I was watching the movie, I'm just thinking like, oh, hey, people are getting along, working together. I didn't see it as super nationalistic. I just mm-hmm. thought thought like it's – you know, they're of course proud of their country, so on and so forth. Maybe I've seen one too many Michael Bay movies, but – If you've seen one Michael Bay movie, you've seen one too many Michael Bay movies. <laughs> now, 
Now I do have a I do have a friend named Ken who I hope if Ken hears this show uh, maybe he'll he can he can send us some correspondence too because he actually was born in Japan and lives over here now but he goes back there some and he uh, and he's a huge Godzilla fan and he's he's a really cool guy he's actually stayed in the I guess you know what I'm talking about Jason when I say the Godzilla oh. Godzilla Hotel over there uh, do you know what yeah. I yeah yeah I, I didn't go to the room but I went there and mm-hmm. you know saw the big him hanging over the side of the building yeah yeah now now you know when I say this kind of thing I'm just like okay. You can just bury me there. That's you know. That's what I mean. Like that sounds like my sounds like my scatter place, my but. ashes over Godzilla's toenails. <laughs> but here's here's my question: if if the if the film if if Shin Godzilla is seen inside Japan, inside the mother country, as a kind of right, I, I'm assuming you're saying that it's uh, it's seen as kind of right wing propaganda. Am I am I hearing well, you right? Kinda, but that's the thing is. This isn't my thoughts. This is just what I've heard and mm-hmm. heard various people say. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily get that from the film, but the more knowledge of things I piece together, I'm kind of like, uh, maybe I can kind of see how this would um, play out. But I, you know, I've seen the movie twice in its full length forms or three times, so I should probably see it again. Yeah, but I. Like I said, I don't know. I, I've listened to interviews and read some stuff, and it is kind of like, yeah, I can kind of see where people might get that feeling. But at the same time, I mean, you want to get into the whole – I know Japan, not to get into politics, but it's mm-hmm. a political movie. Mm-hmm. But if Japan has to worry about Trump saying we're going to take away your defenses, mm-hmm. and they want to say, well, shit, maybe we need to revise our constitution – not to make excuses, but I don't yeah. think that that's terribly crazy talk no. necessarily, no, or no, particularly right wing. So I could kind of see how maybe somebody would think along those lines. Yeah. Well, I, you know, to me, it, it uh, to me, I just felt that there was a lot of what I could perceive seemed to be a lot of political satire in there. You know, now uh, for sure, uh, but not knowing enough about the Japanese political situation, I, I couldn't sit here and tell you. Well, is it uh, is 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 it a satire of a of a left you know of a left wing Japanese policies or right wing? You know, I couldn't really say that. So, well, their government has been pretty like the it's the right wing party has been in, in power for quite a while. I know there okay. was a couple of terms where. The prime minister was left wing, but that's only been like two terms in the past 40 or 50 wow. years. And again, people, please, if you're really interested, don't take my word for it. Please look at yeah, it up sure. and check the facts. Well, here's- so, yeah, I, I don't think I don't know if it's necessarily that. But I do think that over the time the tsunami happened, I do think that the left party was in power then. OK, so. If that answers your question, well, it's kind of interesting because the the my biggest takeaway from from Shin Godzilla for that aspect of the story was that um, not so much the you know a group of people pulling together and uh, you know working together to solve the problem, but it was more uh, the, the 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 further along the film went, the more obvious it became that there was a real big split between the younger people and the older people, and it was the younger people who were pushing for a more cooperative way of attacking the problem where class or status didn't seem to matter as much, and it was the older people who were tied so tightly into the bureaucracy that they were going to get everybody killed. Um, so I'm certainly not I'm certainly not Japanese, but at the same time, that's what I, from my, you know, what, you know, poor white boy living in the South perspective, caught from it, was I, that's what I was seeing was a, a crisis occurs, the old guard 
which for me, the old guard is always going to represent the more conservative aspects mm-hmm. of any political system, right. is not getting the job done or they're not getting the job done in a, in a, quick, a quick enough fashion and they, and the, the society, the country, or, or the population is suffering. Therefore, the younger people have to rise up and actually do something as fast as possible, and have to break, you know, have to break a few rules, and and uh, you know, it's it's a it's that kind of movie. It's an up with people. Okay, it's not an up with people thing, but it's mm-hmm. it's the it's the kind of thing where the dichotomy did seem to be between uh, generations. Uh, but that's like I say, coming from a completely different cultural perspective. So yeah, I kind of heard it described as like, "Hello, nerds, band together and help us make Japan great again." So that that's kind of the cliff notes. Um, if I could give a recommendation, the podcast one of the pod, the podcasts I listened to was Kaiju Transmissions, and they have oh. a whole episode on the politics of Shin Godzilla. Oh, that sounds. They probably do a much better job of me explaining it than doing it secondhand. No, I've, I haven't even heard of that show. So well, that's I excellent. Yeah. Have to and to I don't have nearly enough podcasts to listen to. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds. Let's add another to list. But yeah, that sounds like one that that, that really needs to be checked out. Um, so when I heard uh, Jason that that you know that Godzilla was gonna that Shin Godzilla was gonna play major theaters, you know, on the one hand I was like, eh, way to go, Godzilla. And the other hand, I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to sit and sit in a theater with the average, <laughs> the average American the average audience moron. and watch a Godzilla movie because you know every in the last few years every um, every time they've re-released Gojira, you know, on the 50th birthday and the 60th birthday and all that, it's uh, it always plays our art house here, the Bell Court. Which is great because you know if you go to the Bell Court, you can pretty much know that everybody who's going there is going there to because they love movies, and so you rarely ever have a bad audience experience. I've uh, only I've only ever had to call somebody an asshole at the Bell Court once. Yeah, so and listen, true. I've yeah. I've gone to see movies with Rod, and I've I've gone to see movies with Rod, and I can tell you, and you'll appreciate this, Jason, because uh, you know Rod will definitely put the fear of God into just people if they're talking during during the films. I've seen him do it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pay money to come here to listen to you talk. Shut yeah, the fuck up. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So so I'll go ahead and tell you that Rod and I were both. I don't know why we ended up this lucky. I can't think of any kind of explanation for it. I mean, I certainly uh, would not expect it from a you know especially from a, a, a Nashville audience. But you know, when we went to see it, it was a lot of people in the theater, and I'd already heard rumors about how much talking, you know, how talkative the film is, you know, how much scenes there are of of the politics going on. And uh, and I was just kind of dreading the experience of God. I'm probably going to want to kill somebody before this is over. <laughs> and uh, and actually, I think Rod and I both were pleasantly surprised at at how I oh, never yeah. got I got never got the sense that any of the audience was getting really restless. No, with any. And, they and seemed I, to be really before the film started. I think we both had the sense we had a real sense of dread. I know yeah. I did because we yeah. noticed that a number of people had brought uh, smaller children, and we thought, yeah. oh man, if this movie is as as uh, bureaucratically talky as I had heard, then oh my God, we're going to have some restless children. Holy crap! That never happened. Yeah. I mean, for the whole run of the movie, man, everybody was just staring at the screen and just loving it. I mean, I never, I didn't, I didn't even. I mean, not that my eyes darted away from the screen yeah. very often, but there was, you know, we, we were in a. I mean, it was a packed theater. And I was bringing this up because Jason, I know your experiences was something quite different. So why don't you tell us what you what you went through? <laughs> oh, you lucky bastards! Yeah, we feel that way. We know we're yeah, lucky. Yeah. yeah, we 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 know damn well we're lucky because we both had bad experience with film experiences mm-hmm. with films of this type in the past. So, well, okay. First, if I can set this up, mm-hmm. I, I gotta admit I've been spoiled rotten by going to Japanese theaters mm-hmm. because. Japanese people take their movie going very seriously. I'm glad you said that because that was something I was going to ask you about, and I meant I forgot to. So yeah, go ahead. 
I've heard rumors that they give massages. Is that true? <laughs> that is not true, Rod. God damn it. Okay. You know, in some pink theaters, you may be able to pay a guy to give you a hand job, but I've never ventured into those waters. Ooh, time to plan that visit now. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, uh, these people take their movies seriously. Uh, you, like every theater, do you have Alamo Draft House? We don't Draft here. House? I wish we did. We do not. No, we do not, sadly. Okay, like, you know, you, you go to the theater in Japan, you nearly always get to choose your seat before you go into the theater. You choose at the ticket booth. Mm-hmm. So you know where you're sitting. Uh, people sh- are quiet as a mouse. I, well, I, I saw the descent too, and someone got shushed for like crinkling a bag too loudly, getting their food out. And <laughs> I just, I it brought a tear to my eye, <laughs> but, but uh, there will be buzzers that go off like 30 seconds before the movie starts, so you know to put everything away. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's just you can hear a pin drop. You Nobody gets up to pee. There's no walking back and forth. It's just a, a very quiet, sacred almost experience. Ooh, sounds um, wonderful. So I'm totally spoiled now. Yeah. And I go see it here. Me and my wife go opening – what was it, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was like in the middle of the week. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah when, when we saw it, it was on like a Thursday. It seemed like all the theaters Wednesday here, Thursday, all the yeah. theaters here, I think it played like Tuesday, Thursday, and then maybe like a Saturday I think it, I matinee think it, or something. Yeah, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we went and it was just people talking, laughing. But it wasn't even laughing at like the kind of funny parts, like the part with the ramen noodles. Like those are obvious comic beats. I'm not yeah. complaining about that stuff. Yeah. But it's just Japanese people talking. It's funny. And then after Godzilla's big moment of destruction in the middle of the movie, someone did a slow clap. And mm. just really? like, uh, yeah, it was pretty terrible. Oh, and then the scene with the tsunami tsunami imagery, which you guys brought up, but I really mm. go in on. Mm. There's a lot of that imagery in the film. Oh, yeah. And my, my wife was there for, you know, the whole tsunami thing in uh, 2011. And... You know, she's watching this guy run away from a bunch of boats flooding up a street, and Americans are laughing. And after the movie, she's like, why are people laughing at this horrible situation? And it's just like, honey, I don't know. That's just our God-given right to to mock people that are Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to put it. Great way to put it. That's the saddest thing I'll hear today. Um, Jesus. Wow. I'll tell you – even, you know, Rod and I certainly can name many bad experiences we've had in the theater, but some oh, yeah. of you said about how serious they take their films, and I imagine a lot of other cultures do. Now, there's probably some cultures, I don't know, there may be some cultures who get even more crazy and manic and, and vocal at movies than we do here. I don't know, but I, I've known that about the Japanese culture. So I saw, I, what it makes me think of, Jason, is, is years ago, back when I was in college up at uh, MTSU, and I went to see the movie that... Uh, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where Al Pacino plays a blind man. Um, Scent of a Woman. Thank you, Scent of a Woman. That was it. So I was I went to see that film at the campus theater, and it was only me and the people I went, you know, a couple people I went with, and then we were down towards the very front of the theater. There was a group of girls, of, of I guess, of girl students that were down towards the front of the theater. Luckily, we were far enough back from them that I was able to enjoy the film. But I noticed that throughout the course of the film. You know, I mean, the girls are cutting up and talking, and 
as the film becomes more and more heavy and, and emotional, and I don't know if you ever saw the film, but as it gets towards the end, you know, Al Pacino has some really kind of goes ballistic in some scenes and has some really deeply kind of emotional and agonizing scenes. And as those scenes came up, the girl's laughter became more and more shrill with as the emotion that was being portrayed on the screen yeah. went up. And it was obvious to me, painfully obvious to me, that they were erecting a trying to erect a wall between themselves and the emotion, the yeah. raw emotion that was on the screen. And I think it's just because with American audiences, a lot of American audiences in general just don't want films to move them emotionally in an uncomfortable way. They don't want uncomfortable emotion. It's one thing to have like a sappy romantic comedy where somebody you know is going to die of cancer at the end of the film or something. We can all have a good cry, you know, but I think that, I think in general, you know, audiences, we, I mean, a lot of the audience don't even think of film as art, you know, but they certainly don't want film to be something that, that, touches them touches them in it yeah exactly so if if, if if a film elicits emotions that are not just the most basic and obvious emotions of of joy laughter fear or envy i don't think that the american public deals with it very well and that's yeah you're right and and we're not saying that as a i mean that's a sad thing you know it's it's a frustrating thing and and uh you know so yeah your experience even though i we didn't have it with godzilla but i've certainly had it with plenty of other films i know exactly what you're talking about and it is it's, it's 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 infuriating so when you guys saw the Iron Giant, did you have to wait until the end credits rolled and hope no one else was in the theater by then? <laughs> yeah, well, I saw that movie. I'm pretty sure I saw that movie with my girlfriend at the time, and by the end of it, we were both crying. just bawling, yeah, yeah we were just <laughs> weeping, weeping openly, and just hold, holding each other's hands and crying. So yeah, <laughs> like the single guy in the back is all weepy. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've I've been the single guy weepy mm. in the back of the theater plenty of times, plenty of times. Anytime I go to see a, a romantic comedy, because I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, have, I have no desire, none, none at all. Sorry, no. But I mean, I think that what I think what Troy's talking about is for, it, It's a cultural thing. It's there's a. Uh, I think that uh, the the flip side of that, just kind of for the Japanese audience, is probably the fact that you know. They would, you know, probably stabbing themselves in the thigh rather than make a sound to cry. I don't know. Maybe. Well, the Japanese are pretty quiet. I've seen some pretty amazing things like uh, Disney World or Dis- I forgot if they have a Disney World or Disneyland. But there's like the Under the Sea Cafe and it's just full of families and kids and it's all relatively quiet. I just took a moment and look around and I was just amazed. It was just like, where the fuck am I? It's full of families and it's relatively quiet. Yeah. I, I told this happen. Do you guys, do you guys know who uh, Doraemon is? The blue like robot cat Japanese anime. I don't think I've, I've seen the image, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if it's like a television show or what the heck it is. I mean, it's like a there. I, there might be a TV show, but there's a long running movie series. It's like oh, okay. it's like 38th installment or something. <laughs> Um, I took my nephew to see that uh, while his mom and my wife went shopping, and this is a you know a group of kids between like five and eleven. The theater was mostly full; it was mostly kids, and they were quiet throughout. Wow, it was amazing, and so they they just tend to shut up in general. I don't really think it's a, it's a movie thing. Well, yeah, 
that's that I can say that just like you said, just the way the whole people behave in public in general, kind of. Kind yeah, of, exactly. Kind of like you know, if you get a phone call on public transit, yeah. you either turn it off or, or step in between the cars to take your call. Like people just start talking on the phone, and that happens everywhere in restaurants and most stores and such. So yeah. it's just a whole different culture. People are really noisy in public. They they kind of give a damn if they're going to disrupt people. So wow. that just extends to movies. Yeah. So. Well, I think we're, now we can go ahead and, and get to get to maybe our the, the most serious thing or the heaviest thing we were going to talk about here uh, without hopefully getting too serious or heavy about it. No, but our whole purpose for what we were going to talk with you about was Jason. That, Jason, are you naked yet? <laughs> I, I can get there, Rod. <laughs> Describe it, Rod. Rod please, wants, please, Rod I, I, need, I need to know: Are there any well-shaven <laughs> areas? <laughs> so you, would, you know, go ahead. Like my I want to hear this. He wants to talk about this podcast pantless. I can't say I'm in that. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a brazier. <laughs> Got my cockrick on, Rod. No man. Wow, wow. My 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 computer screen is blushing red. It's turning, starting to tint of red. Or it's it's uh, embarrassed not, here. Not so much the computer screen, but Troy. Is. That's right. That's right. But turn the video on. <laughs> <laughs> Just picture the oily maniac, only with hair. So we were, well, we were, uh, uh, gosh, this has probably been back in the summer now and all, but, but one of our Godzilla podcasts, I know when we started at one of our Kaiju podcasts uh, that we were doing on the Bloody Pit, so you had responded with a, uh, uh, uh email that was, you know, voicing some of your frustrations with, with a certain types of, of Godzilla fandom. And as we were reading the, uh, the, reading the email, we, we, you know, Rod and I kind of started riffing our own on it. And I think in a lot of ways, just because we'd come to know you and, you know, you'd send us all kinds of cool stuff like Godzilla posters and Japanese porn and all sorts of stuff here. You know, that we, uh, we, uh, you know, we started kind of, uh, throwing out things that, 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 you know, I think in our eyes were, were maybe jokingly kind of exaggerating on what you were saying without really kind of realizing the repercussions of what, uh, and I think we even said in that podcast at one point, I, I think I know I made the statement saying that now I'm probably, not really understanding exactly what Jason is, is saying, you know, here. And, um, I think I even threw out at one point the, uh, about that I'd been to G Fest, which I had not realized at that point that you had been to G Fest. And I made some kind of comment about, you know, saying, I think Jason would enjoy G Fest. And then I said, well, I said, I don't know. I may have, then I might have, maybe I might have to pull him off. I might be having to pull him off people on weekend. <laughs> Again, I was like totally joking, but what happened was, unfortunately this kind of went out when this went on there, it, 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 it kind of touched a nerve in, in, uh, in, in some of our listeners and, and, and particularly one of our female listeners who apparently had, has, has had to deal with problems before with the, you know, with some of the male contingent of, of fandom. And when she, yeah. And we, and we, of course, I mean, we, we took your letter as a, as a stepping off point to talk more broadly about, mm. uh, what something that unfortunately does happen in fandom and especially, and of course we didn't think of it. It was, it was certainly our female listeners who cl- who clamored to break up, break in and talk about the fact that, you know, they experience it in a very different way. And, uh, although I can, you know, I can bitch and moan about what I've seen of that kind of thing myself. It's quite a, it's quite a, quite a shock. I mean, we, we can joke and bitch and rant about this yeah. kind of stuff ourselves, but we're no matter what, we're also, some of the people who are doing it at times as well, but well, well, what happened was then you know because of the thing that she sent in, it certainly sent us off on this whole long discussion. And I can honestly say that Rod and I, by the time we kind of got this discussion, you know, we're not thinking of all of this as pertaining back to you, Jason. But I know you, as you were listening, were hearing it exactly that way. And and I, what I, what happened with 
with us is, you know, Ron and I, we start talking about these, you know, kind of like the people we call that have the gatekeeper mentality. Yeah. And what, and I can tell you right now that I'm not going to name names, but I think in both Rod and I's heads, you know, we were actually kind of thinking of other occasions that we've had to deal with here, you know, that we've seen over the last couple of years where people we know and respect you know, on both ends kind of come at odds with each other because yeah. one of the, because of this kind of mentality that, you know, the sort of this field of like kind of wanting to be the, the go-to source of information and, Anyway, I think even in that even in that discussion, I think at one point I even made a reference again to, you know, that 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 I felt that we had misunderstood and, and it kind of misread, you know, some of your initial communications. But I really wish now that I had circled back when it was all over and said and done and said, by the way, you know, we don't mean for this to we don't think that this is actually who Jason is and reflects on him. But anyway, what so I guess all this is a long way of saying that, you know, want to kind of like if you can kind of maybe talk about what you were really trying to say in terms of especially Godzilla fandom and what, what kind of what frustrates you and just see if it's the kind of thing that we agree or disagree with. But I'd just like to get your take on it because it's, you know, it's, 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 we all are affected in different ways by how we, how other fandom reacts to the things that we love. So well, yeah, let, like, yeah. let, let me short form it, which is what, what is it? But just about- shut the fuck up, Joy, and let Jason talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, my my initial email was a poorly worded, and this is an excuse, but was an opioid and caffeine fueled rant. Okay, wow, your your liability for that, and I am here to clarify it. Well, that's how Paul. Hey, that's how Paul Nashie wrote how horror rises from the tomb. So sometimes brilliance can come out of that. Hold hold on, hold on, Jason. Your life just just honestly jumped three notches on the cool factor for me. So okay. Uh, well, if you're hopped up on opioids and caffeine, you're having you're having one of the best weekends I know of. So you know what? I was recovering from surgery. It's no fun. I needed them, so mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's cool to have an opioid addiction. I'm just saying <laughs> not if it comes out. Not if it's because of surgery. From, no. from some uh, surgery, yeah. and it's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So I I heard that initial. It was just like, oh fuck, I screwed up, <laughs> and that's when I wrote in like, I'm not the asshole you guys think I am. <laughs> And it was by then, then, by then it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. By then and it's then too late for like, us to, okay, to say. It. Yeah. And then I, I let it go. And then I download the new Nashi cast and I'm <laughs> listening to it. And then you guys bring it back up months later. And I'm just like, oh, fuck me. This, this <laughs> and it's not even like, hey, I had an experience with this people. It is the listener you had. Mm. My response to him is, well, it wasn't that. But it was like the the the, the feedbacker you had. Mm-hmm. Pe- people in the real world call this person and just goes on to a string of insults. Mm-hmm. I was just <laughs> yeah, like, well, okay, this is yeah. part of the problem nowadays. Mm-hmm. I know someone hurt your feelings somewhere along the way, mm-hmm. and let's not let's have a conversation. Let's not ha- just hurl mm-hmm. insults because mm-hmm. that doesn't help anything. So, can we have the conversation? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'm gonna just shut this down now. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm offended. <laughs> no, 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 no. Per- perfectly, and that's the thing is that by the time you're having this reaction, we're like five steps beyond it because we don't even realize what we're sounding like to you. And so. it wasn't even until I, then I went back on and you sent that email like, well, I just listened to that you know episode and I'm ready to like I've got the noose you know out you know thing and I'm just like now I'm sitting there thinking like. Oh shit! That really did sound like we were just making it, you know, less based, you know, based Jason over yeah, the moon, I mean, you know, and, and, I, and, and that and was not our intention at all. So. Yeah, our at least in my case, what I was mainly referencing from my own past about uh, running into that kind of mentality and my frustrations with it were when I was much younger and running into, uh, 
you know, hardcore uh, Robert E. Howard fandom and and having them, you know, look down their nose at me because I read the comic books mm-hmm. as well as the short as the short stories, you know. So clearly, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But that's just the, you know, that's everybody has their own personalized version of this thing. And and I just want to state up front that. That's not the kind of thing that we were trying. We weren't trying to aim anything at you. No, really but not. I, I am. Well, I am going to be interested to, to hear your non-opioid influence clarification. This is going to be great. Okay. Uh, so, okay, I talk shit about podcasters. I'm just going to try <laughs> to run down the mental list. I talk shit about podcasters. I wasn't talking about like homegrown shows, like most of the shows I listen to, like mm-hmm. you guys and the the podcasts I was involved with. Um, I'm talking about. How did this get made? Have you heard of that show? It, it has professional comedians talking about mostly studio movies that they consider "quote unquote" bad. I've heard of the show, but I've never listened to it. Yeah, I. It just kind of makes me roll my eyes. It's kind of that mainstream, uh, you know. Oh, this is a bad movie. Let's mock it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, uh, yeah. the Punisher War Zone may not be for everybody, but it, I think it's an, a fun, oddly. I love it. I want to say. I, I almost want to say brilliant because it I, is wanted brilliant. Up a, I wanted to stand up and applaud in the theater when the, that parkour guy got blown up. But <laughs> I want to do applaud the theater three or four times. <laughs> wow, it's, it's great! I love that movie, man. I it's on my shelf. I um, love it. it. So I'm talking like podcasts like that. The whole professional comedians, and I, I feel that there's a lot more of that nowadays, especially with YouTube and podcasting. It's just like people who. They're trying to be comedians, just shitting on movies, yes. even when they don't know about real bad movies like the um, Bruno Mattei movies you were talking about earlier. Right. These people need to be aware of those films, and then you can talk about bad movies if you've seen some. I agree. I completely agree. Is that clear enough? Yeah, Is yeah, that no, that's, that's good. crazy, outrageous opinion? No, no, and it's and it's one of the like we talked before, it's one of the bad, the, you know, one of the great things about YouTube and about podcasts, about internet is everyone can do it. And that's also the bad thing about it. As we yes, said before exactly. about these things is because there's just so much noise out there now and so many sources of, you know, and you do hate the fact that if somebody's just trolling around like, Oh, what does somebody think of Shin Godzilla? And they just happen to come across one of some, these type of reference here. And now. that's, they, and they take that as gospel, you know, well, this is my source of information. So, you know, these guys have just laid it out to me that this is a bad movie and this is going to be my opinion of this movie going for, forward. For, for, forever, whether I see it or not. Yeah. Um, okay, so what other dumb things did I say? Uh, okay, I, I was like, hey, back in the, the good old days, Troy, do you remember when we used to just go to one place for our Godzilla news and you didn't have to listen to all these stupid opinions? Uh, <laughs> like, I remember the days of Monster Zero. Do you remember that website back in, like, the... Uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Were you there for that? I'm. I was not, but I am familiar. I know of that site. I mean, I was not. Uh, I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with that site. It was pretty late when I discovered it, but I know exactly the site you're talking about. So, um, but they had great news, and it was just like one stop shopping. You would go there. They would have all the up to date Godzilla news for all the millennial Millennium films, and it was just good stuff. The forums were okay. You are typical just for you know fandom nonsense going on sometimes, mm. but overall it was informed opinions. Mm. But nowadays, like with Shin Godzilla, it's fucking out of control. Like everybody just gets on it, and part of it is I should just go to like Sci-Fi Japan and get my news in the August Ragone um, blog spot. Yeah, August. Yeah, his site's great. Yeah, 
and I should just stick with that. But I made this stupid decision going, hey, let I should keep up with technology. I should use this Google alert things. So oh, when fucking boy, Teen loop. Vogue like does an article about Shin Godzilla, I get notified about it. I'm like, oh, God. So, you know, I should know better than to click on well, that. But there's just a lot of kind of just, you know, like uh, almost photocopied news. And with each one, it gets a little blurrier. Yeah. Well, it's kind of so like with goes, looking up. It's like looking up song. You know, when I look up song lyrics, you know, is there so many mis? There's so many bad versions of song lyrics that people just throw out there, and then they get shared with a million different song lyric sites. The same inaccuracies yeah. and the same, you know, things. I see. I see exactly what you're talking about, and I have a a lot of sympathy for what you're talking about. But unfortunately, the phenomena you're speaking of is endemic to the world now. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, since I wrote that back in, what, was it June or something? Yeah, like I said, this goes it's back to now summer. made mainstream news. I'm just like, oh, yeah. crap, my stupid fandom bitch has gone, <laughs> you know, into, like, the White House and mainstream <laughs> news. What you're talking about, basically, is the, for lack of a better term right now, the democratization of the Internet and what the, the Internet, what the Internet has wrought is both positive and negative. And unfortunately, one of the negative things is that Although all of these people long ago would have still had these opinions, you didn't have to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, it's not that they kept their mouths shut. It's that they didn't have a bullhorn that you could set up a Google alert to be told about. And so, yeah, but they, they didn't have websites. They weren't printing their own fanzines. They would have their opinions, but they were largely kept to themselves. Right, because exactly. because printing a, because making a fanzine took effort. You know, you had to have a love for yeah. something generally. Yeah. If you were going to go, it took a, very few people wanted to take the effort to just put together a fanzine to show how funny they could be at rip trashing, you know, trashing other things, exactly. you know, trashing art or whatever. And you know, I think I said on one of our one of these shows, I talked about how I was kind of coming at it from a little bit more of a, kind of a positive aspect. In fact, talking about how when I grew up, I grew up, I had to go wait years before hearing anybody that was willing to talk seriously about Godzilla. You know, that was about because I never, I never could get my hands on a Japanese film, a Japanese fantasy film journal or a Japanese giants magazine. You know, all I had was famous monsters, but famous monsters just loved all the monsters because they were monsters, you know, but as far as, you know, anytime a Godzilla, anytime Godzilla got referred to in the mainstream press, it was always shoddy costumes, matchstick cities, you know, just, just derisive kind of condescending uh, tone. So, I'm happy now that uh, there are sources, like you mentioned, August Ragone, and, and uh, I can, you know, go to GFAN. I can go to, like, all these sources that I know, whether I agree with them or not, you know, GFAN being an example, I don't agree with J.D. Lee on a lot of things, but I know that he's going to view, I know the background he has, and he, you know, that he's going to approach a Godzilla film from wanting to talk about it seriously and taking it seriously and, 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 and loving the character, you know? So I have these certain sources and I guess maybe I just shield myself more than you have from, from a lot of the stuff that's out there. Like generally if there's a, I'll be honest, I don't, even if there's a movie I'm desperately looking, really looking forward to just for me personally, I, I don't really uh, do much hunting for other people's opinion on it. It's not that I, I'm not interested in, in hearing someone who's seen it, what they, what they're talking about, but I don't necessarily just go on and, and kind of open myself up for, uh, you know, for these kind of for this kind of thing that because it, it would drive me nuts too, like it does you. Well, I, I, and I just realized that what you're describing is something that I've started to do over the past three or four years myself, but not not pertaining to specifically to Godzilla or anything mm. like that, but to just damn near every kind of movie in the world. I've backed far away from learning as much as you can learn online these days about films that I'm interested in seeing. To the point where I I have been known to shock of shocks see a trailer for a movie for the very first time in a movie theater instead mm-hmm. of online, <laughs> uh, simply because I 
I know it's out there, and I know I'll, at the click of a button I can see it, but there's a part of me that kind of really doesn't want to see any more footage from Logan quite yet, and really doesn't want to see something particularly interesting that just might spoil something for a movie, you know, about a movie that I'm going to see somewhere down the road because I'm excited about it. But that may be a very different thing. I know, Jason, I know that one of the things that's got to be the reason for you absorbing as much of this as you can. And like I say, like you said, setting up a Google alert to find out about this kind of stuff and try to find every little bit of information that you can about it, I guess, is that you love it. And there's a certain desire to dig into it and to, I mean, and, and I share that. I definitely do. I, my God, I can't even unpack all the fucking movie reference books that I own. But there's a part of me also that has, in the past few years, backed away from that because there is so much dross out there that I don't want to waste my time going, you know, sifting through it all. Not not that it would necessarily piss me off, although some of it does. It's just that, God damn it, I've, I don't have enough time for that. I could be, I could have spent this hour watching a movie, you know. Well, I learned my lesson, but this is the first, you know, mm-hmm. Japanese Godzilla film. True. What, it was a major years? event, major event. Yeah, for me too. So, I get you. But this is really the first one that's post-Facebook, post-YouTube, mm-hmm. and everything else. So it was a new experience trying to get the information for it mm-hmm. because you always have to dig for Japanese sources. And before, it was a very different experience than getting news for a you know a regular mainstream Hollywood movie. You kind of had to really find news outlets. So I put up the Google Alerts, and I got way too much information. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't prepared for. I've learned my lesson. I, I saw John Wick last weekend without having seen any trailers. Good move. But like this animated film, I've got two. Well, I've got like what two websites I'm going to check, and that's it. Don't need to know anything else. I'm happy being ignorant. Well, that what he's talking about is I don't know if you knew the next guy. You're talking about the oh, next Godzilla, yeah. right? Yeah, the next yeah, yeah um, the, I don't know if you knew the next Toho Godzilla, or is it, I guess it's is it Toho doing it? I mean, I, or is it going to be produced by Toho? I guess, or, or it's produced by them, and the studio's name is slipping my mind. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it's, be distributed by Toho. It's an anime. Home. It's an anime, actually. It's it's going to be an animated film. Yeah, it's going to be an anime film. And I know. Fuck them. Yeah, Fuck them I, right I, in the no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing I was going to ask you, Jason. So go ahead and let me know. I mean, are you are you an anime film fan, or are you? Are, uh, as far as that goes, well, here's the thing. Of course, I, I know mean, that's such a huge. Talk about gatekeepers. Let's talk about <laughs> some anime fans, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, honestly, I've, that may, huh? anime anime fans are the reason why I'm probably not an anime fan. <laughs> Ouch! So, I'm, I'm deadly serious, man. Because the first few times back in the '90s that I tried to dip into that world, it wasn't just the the staring down their nose at me and treating me in a condescending fashion that I encountered, it's that they acted as if the fact that I was curious but didn't know anything made me a lesser human being. <laughs> I wanted to strangle these assholes. Uh, I was the guy, see, I, I was the guy who, you know, I was, I was that terrible, now see, I was the opposite, I was that terrible person who, uh, who always has to remind you that I liked, you know, I, was, I liked anime when, you know, you still had to like go to, local conventions here yeah. and just hope that maybe some guy on his table somewhere might have some 
unsubtitled, you know, piece of <laughs> anime that you'd be like, oh my God, I found a piece of anime on floor, you know, and, and it, it does it does actually blow my mind to walk into stores and see entire sections on anime. Yeah. And it's just so bizarre to me. And yeah. and because there is so much of it out there now, as I pretty much sort of wait for people, I, you know, someone to really recommend something to me now before I watch anything new, you know, if somebody just puts in my hands and says, yeah, you really need to check this out because there's just so much of it now, I wouldn't even know where to where to start. But but yeah, I, it's probably kind of amazing it took this long for there to be an anime Godzilla uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's going to be I don't even know what to really this is, think this or is expect really strange. about is this, is this animated Godzilla film is it going to be a, a sequel to Shin Godzilla is oh, it, I is it doubt thing, it but or? I have no idea Jason have you heard any story details at all or? Uh, I think I've probably seen the one thing with the people looking like they're getting out of a spaceship into a jungle You've yes, seen I've seen that too right? yeah so yeah doesn't really tell you much anything so okay well that's that's very interesting this is fresh news to me and it's uh it's caused a great deal of anguish and, and anger within me. So that's- <laughs> I, I, I want to say that there's like human-sized mech suits. Really? Like Starship Troopers is supposed to have, but mm. I could be mm. wrong on that. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Jason, I know um, there's there one thing you said in, in, in you know, your very first email that uh, you would, you know, I, we, I think you brought it up again, but um, that I definitely mis- kind of misunderstood you on. I want to say that right now here because I see what you were what you were saying, even though I think part of what I was saying was right too. But the whole idea about how much the American Godzilla influenced Toho's decision to make a another Godzilla film, and oh, of course, well, I think you did concede. My point, you know, or, or what, you know, that that definitely the success of that is what led the Toho film. I see now what you were saying that you were totally right when you t- when you made the comment that the Japanese, when you said something to the effect that Japanese don't give a damn about, you know, what the Americans think or whatever. I, I you were, I think, referring specifically to Shin Godzilla because you're absolutely right. Oh yeah, yeah. They did not because Shin Godzilla was definitely not made with you know the american oh, no. audience in mind which i think is great you know yeah. but i see now if that was the point you're trying to make i totally get what you were saying there because you're absolutely I, I, right I, about that i think i said do the fanboys realize mm-hmm. that shin godzilla isn't going to be for them and it's for the japanese mm-hmm. yeah okay right and you're absolutely right it, 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 it totally was so but see that's just it i mean i, I now i remember that line you're right mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like i consider myself a fanboy and i it was it's shin godzilla is my second favorite godzilla film of all time now Okay, can I put an asterisk next to fanboys? Yeah. By fanboys, I mean people, and I mean this lovingly. Mm-hmm. I can feel the affection. Kind of not, mm-hmm. but it's like if you love Final Wars, you're going to fucking hate Shin Godzilla. But I, but, but I love Final Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I thought you were like okay on Final Wars. I didn't realize no, no, you loved I, it so much. Well, no, no, I, it, it, don't get me wrong. It's not my favorite Godzilla film by any stretch of the imagination, but – I'm always amused at the hatred that Final Wars well, gets. Well, when so. we did our show, I think one of the things we found is that you liked it a little more than me because yeah, I yeah. was coming at it from a Godzilla fanboy or from a Godzilla. Or let's not use fanboys, you know, it's from a lifelong know. Godzilla fan, and and that you know, part of my a lot of my disappointment was it was just you know I was so excited about seeing all these monsters that I hadn't seen in so long, and yeah. how I just felt that so many of them got like you know ten seconds of screen time or something that was just you know so. And that's still a valid argument. That's I, that's a valid complaint to have with that yeah. film, which I understand. And I still think it had enough story for two films, and and they tried to cram oh, it into one. You it, know, it, it really did. Yeah, but I can see how I can see how not having that kind of you know. Those so that sort of baggage going into the film as you being a Godzilla fan, but not to the level I am, that you were able to kind of sit back and enjoy the ride a little more than I was able well, to. Well, it so. takes me back to the feeling that I had when I first saw Godzilla versus Biollante mm-hmm. years and years ago on cable, mm-hmm. and the feeling was that this was the first Godzilla film I'd seen in years at the time, mm-hmm. and 
we we I got to a certain point in the movie and I realized, wow, you know, we haven't really had any actual Godzilla action yet, and I'm still already liking this movie mm-hmm. because I was enjoying what what was going on. I was enjoying the plot that was that was being developed and the characters and what was going on mm-hmm. before the monster action even cranked up in the movie. And so that's kind of the feeling I have, which is why I think I've I've said it to you more than once or twice, which is that some of the best Godzilla films to me, if not the best Godzilla films, are the ones that don't just have a lot of excellent monster action, but have actual human characters that I give a shit about as well, or at least am interested in seeing them through the story. Mm -hmm. In other words, there are a lot of Godzilla movies, and I don't think I'm going to get much in the way of uh, pushback on this statement, but there are a lot of Godzilla movies where the human characters are there Really, just to kill time. <laughs> and I would agree. Uh, I would agree with that. But I, you know, but Shin Godzilla was an example of where you truly got, if you let yourself, you truly got pulled into the story of these yeah, characters. Yeah. And no matter how many of them there were, and all their conversations, and you know, just to show you, Jason, that you know these, you know, frustrations and, and odd things can can come from any source. You know, <coughs> on uh, on Facebook, uh, there's a. I don't know if are you. Are, first of all, I don't. Are you on Facebook? No, uh, like I gave up on okay. Facebook like three or four years ago. There was a group, or there is a group called Facebook Monsterland. And got a lot of people are part members of it, including a lot of the people that write about Godzilla seriously a lot. And 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 it's for the most part, you know, all everybody on there is on there because they love giant monsters. But I remember when Shin Godzilla came out, even on that web, even on that group, I remember seeing somebody's comment on there about seeing Shin Godzilla, and they made the comment that, you know, I couldn't, you know, uh, I couldn't stop squirming because there's just so much talking, you know, going on. And I, I okay. and I should have. I'm too nice a guy, but I should, I really just about came on went on there and said said, you know, if you would just stop to pay attention to all that talking, maybe you would have found that something interesting there, you know, maybe yeah. you found that it was actually really fascinating. But so my point being that, you know, you know, you can't escape it no matter where you go. I mean, there's just people are what they want is, you know, this was obviously someone who, you know, had uh, wanted to try and go see this Godzilla film as he saw Godzilla films when he was 10 years old or whatever, you know, and just wanted a bunch of monster stuff, you know, and, and that wasn't a realistic, realistic way to go into seeing this movie. Yeah, I can definitely understand that people don't, Take to Shin Godzilla. I could definitely understand that, but <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so, oh, so could I. Some of the opinions that I've seen fielded have been not very informed. To yeah. put it nicely. Okay, and, and, and that puts that that puts my next question to you pretty succinctly. You you just basically said it. I'll just reword it and lob it back at you like I'm some dumbass on Meet the Press. <laughs> um, essentially, what frustrates you? I think, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm about because that's what got us in trouble in the first place. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I, you, don't don't step on my poorly informed joke. Oh. What, put the word and the ball gag in my mouth. <laughs> exactly, pants yeah. off now. Um, my question becomes: Am I reading you correctly to essentially say that what frustrates you is that because there is so so many more voice, there are so many more voices being heard now on these subjects. The percentage of uninformed opinions might be the same, but because there are so many of them in general, now you have to wade through X a number more of these dumbasses who are just out there trying to make a name for themselves so they can because they can come up with a good joke about a giant green lizard running around killing people. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, then we understand each other. So podcast is over. Well, now what? Am I a jerk for thinking that or... No, you are not. But okay. the problem comes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was going to make it. I was going to say, but you're a jerk for other reasons. No, no, no. I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> oh, well, that that's I not, know. Yeah, no, no. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I will step away from Troy now. No, uh, the 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 question is always going to be 
because like I say, Troy and I took this conversation into a completely, not into a completely different direction, but into a tangential direction that, that kind of harkens back to a, a problem that does reoccur in fandom, regardless of it being Godzilla fandom or monster fandom or any kind of fandom, which is that people do gain a sense of ownership over something because they have invested so much time and energy into their love of it. And that, I think, is a good thing, but sadly, it, it's also, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, unfortunately, what it does create is this sense that because I know so much about it, you should be listening to me. Or the sense that because I understand this and it moved me this way, you should, you know, I mean, why can't you understand why this is valuable? Why why, why can't yeah, you see yeah. this in the way, you know, to, why to do understand you, why? Why do you talk down about this? Why do you mm. degrade this when you speak of it instead of having some kind of reverence for it? Because... It's, it's, it, it has value, and there is a reason to have reverence for this. And I can understand getting angry about that, but the problem that I see is that getting angry about that is a waste of your energy. It's a waste of my energy. It's a waste of anybody's energy because you're not going to change these people's opinions because their opinion is secondary to what they're doing, which is they're doing something else. They're expressing their opinion to get to something else. You're expressing your opinion because you're wanting to inform someone about this thing that you love. The person you're angry at doesn't love this. They're okay. not they're not interested in it. But this goes back to the whole disinformation getting photocopied and spread and getting muddied. Because mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. what most of it ties back to. If they weren't presenting it if they were just one of my favorite YouTube videos for Shin Godzilla were two kids that oh. were probably in their late teens. Yes, I know the way. Thanks for bringing that up because I was about to, but go ahead. I, did, I don't know if I sent you this lead, but they were totally bummed out about seeing this, and they recorded it in their car. Oh, no, 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 no. This is totally different. I was going to refer to another video you sent us, but I'll push, push that back for a second. Go ahead and tell me what you're talking about. These kids drove like two hours to see Shin Godzilla, and uh-huh. it was not what they wanted. And it, they were just so bummed out and at a loss for words, I kind of thought it was adorable. <laughs> they didn't say... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, good. good. I mean, they, they were crushed, and I kind of felt <laughs> bad because they didn't realize what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like if you thought you were going to go see a John Woo film and you went to go see La Samurai instead. <laughs> <laughs> but both, both excellent things to see. Yeah, but. exactly, but they yeah. just... And, and they weren't quite old enough to articulate it. And then, like, I clicked over and watched their Batman versus Superman review, and uh, they absolutely loved that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- now I know you like Man of Steel, Rod. And, Actually, uh, I, like, I, like, I like Batman versus Superman as well. I think that the I, I, haven't, I, I, I haven't seen it, so I can't. I, I, I love hearing people bitch about that movie because I laugh and laugh and laugh. This sounds so like a whole other podcast here. This. this seems like a whole other episode. <laughs> On this level, then watching people, you know, listening to people bitch about it. So yeah, I watched these two kids. And I thought that was funny, but they weren't like really spreading any misinformation. They just kind of didn't get it. They weren't saying anything, you know, just mm. stupid. Okay. I mean, they, they, <laughs> there's okay. a difference between presenting yourself as news and trying to get an audience and saying a bunch of bullshit that isn't correct. And just expressing your opinion of how you feel about something. Okay. Does, so, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and now the other video, and I don't think Rod has gotten a chance to see this yet, but I think probably when we do this show here, you know, you you sent me a link to 
to a YouTube yes, video. I sent you a link yes. to a bunch of video, a video of a bunch of guys that talk like this. Bro, like they were like, show. you know, it's like bro movie review time. And I but they said, so what will, and you actually were kind enough to make an, also an MP3 audio of it too, audio of it too. Now we probably won't play the entire nine minutes on this show, but we'll probably play a little segment of it just to <laughs> let people hear what you're talking about. And if anybody wants to go see it, I think you can find it under either BBTV Screen Time or these guys also call themselves Boss Level 8, you know. But you sent it to me, and I think you sent it as kind of like, you know, Troy, here's an example of what drives me crazy, you know. So yes. I watch it. I totally get what you're saying. I have to say, the minute I saw these guys' faces, you know, if I just if you just see me a picture of these guys, I would the first thing I think of was like, these are probably not going to be the guys I'm going to go to for, for deep, in-depth movie discussion, you know, because yeah, yeah. they're basically – and they don't seem like bad guys. I mean, but they're basically two guys who are obviously, I mean, they, they're presenting themselves. I mean, they're trying to present themselves as characters, you know, like the attraction is going to be there having fun with films. I mean, I doubt, I didn't watch any other other videos and I don't intend to, but I'm guessing there's probably no films out there where they're going to say, where they're going to have a deep, heavy discussion about anything they see. I think the whole point of them is like, you know, hey, we're your two buddies and we've just gone see this movie and we're going to have fun is it, talking is it, about is, it. Is it on the level of, it was a movie. Yeah, well, it's the thing. We, we watched the shit out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could say. You know, the the, the one of the things I know um, um, that uh, because here's the thing, and this is probably like like Jason, you talked about this other video you saw where these guys went to see the movie and were totally crushed because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be, and and you found that endearing. And the reason you find these other guys frustrating is because you know they actually got went to the movie and actually enjoyed it, but they but. They enjoyed it without grasping anything about what it was really about, right? I mean, that's is that pretty much they're like it's a fun, campy movie. Yeah, exactly. This movie's just fun. This movie has shitty acting. Yeah, they use the word "quaint" at one uh, point. They go, that's, "Are you kidding me?" Or this they said movie has like a yeah. list Japanese stars in it. Are you yeah. fucking high? Yeah. My wife is like. Oh, hey, it has this actor in it. I love mm-hmm. him. I, I definitely mm-hmm. want to see it. Mm-hmm. It's like this is what Toho's marketing is trying to do is to get people like my wife to go see this movie. Yeah, and and these guys were, uh, you know, uh, but one of the words they used was like they were talking about, you know, you know, the, the I, I forget what aspect of the film they were talking about. Uh, might have been like some of the odd pronunciations of English or something. But anyway, but, but one of the guys turns and <laughs> says, but you know, that's kind of the charm of these films. And so it's that word that for lifelong <laughs> Godzilla fans like me and Jason, okay. it's the same thing. It's the kind of thing that turns your guts, you know, when you hear the, when you hear the terms of it, yeah. because it is so condescending. And, and I think, you know, so, so yeah, Jason, watching these guys. But once again, I have to say, you know, the minute I, you know, I saw these guys, I was like, okay, these guys are not going to be these, these guys would not be my source of you know of uh, of a uh, 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 you know incisive movie discussion but I can see part of the frustration is you know if you go to their video I didn't see how many hits they, they you know they probably got thousands and thousands of hits and so they probably got a following out there who go to them regularly to say hey let's see what these guys said about this film and that is that's that's a shame you know because if that's going to be people's jumping off point but you know, once again, I mean, hey, it's you know, it's free and these. Well, things. here's my here's my question, J- Jason. Is is it? I can understand being frustrated with something like that, and I don't know. I mean, I have not seen this, and and to be honest, now I'm I'm under the pain of death because I realize I'm going to have to see it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> but my question becomes: Are they presenting themselves as quote unquote news, or are they presenting themselves as two dipshits talking about a movie? 
um, they're like, hey, we're on YouTube. We talk about these fun comic book movies and this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So yeah. why don't you watch our channel and we'll get some hits and make a little bit of cash or at least try to. So so it's, so it's built around. Perfectly. Yeah. So it's it like most of this useless YouTube garbage. And I'm sorry, but if you're a fan of this kind of stuff, that's fine and dandy. And I'm sure there's some good stuff out there. But everything I've ever seen fits the description that you're you're giving me here, which is yeah. that if you were for some reason to watch one of these and it caught you in the right mood, you might find it amusing. But if I, I don't want to waste my time doing that shit, so it's never appealed to me. But my well, question here's, is, it seems to be built around the personalities. <laughs> it seems to be built. Sorry, we had a cat attack. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, my cat's just attacked my computer. Sorry about that. Sorry. Hold on. Uh, it's, it seems to be most of these shows, and I'm sure this one as well, is built around the personalities of these two guys, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so if the personalities of these, these two guys does not appeal to you, then it's going to be a complete waste of your time. So that, that's all well and good. I don't go looking for this stuff. It's not to my taste. I don't give a shit. I, if, if I want to hear somebody talking about a movie, I want them to bring something to the table, not just sit okay. there. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need uninformed opinions. I need somebody who has something smart to say about what they've, what they've seen. And I'm assuming that's kind of where you are with this kind of stuff. Yes, and here's the thing: is it was after you know the week or two after I watched Shin Godzilla, I want to listen to people's opinions about it, and I, of course I don't have any friends, so I'm like, oh, I'll check out the reviews <laughs> on YouTube, and you know, there we go. Yeah, hey, you know something? No, I just remembered something now, Rod. Now this would have this would have made your blood boil because it did mine and Jason. I know I mean, I'm glad it was in this because. You know, it's another example of that kind of thing where where at one point they're talking about how they were laughing at the film and they're like, yeah, and some dude in the front turns around and like tells us to, you know, tells us like, shh, you know, be quiet, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, you're lucky he didn't just punch you, you know, because that's what you yeah. deserved, you know, and so it's that kind of attitude too. That they went into a film that's definitely not presented as a comedy. I mean, it's one thing, you know, if you go into a film and it's comedy and it makes you laugh, you laugh, you know, but if you go into a film that's very obviously a drama, and you're sitting there, you know, laughing at it, you know, when not everybody else is, you know. And, I mean, that guy's totally in the right, you know. That guy's totally in the right to, yeah. to ask you to be quiet. And so their reaction to that just says all you need to know about these guys, you know. Well, so. that's just it. To, to my mind, that's the kind of crap you need to avoid because it's just a waste of your time. And if, it, if, it's, if it's going to anger you, definitely avoid it. But that's the thing, though, is they're not just like – it's not me wasting my time going – of getting riled up about this video and their dumb opinions, but they are the people who are actively disrupting my theatrical experience. Well, I mean, like actually, you know, it's these people that are fucking up me going to the movies. So it's not just me going, Oh, I'm going out of my way to listen to these idiots opinions. These are the morons that, that you actually go share to the movies yeah. and laugh and, and intrude upon my theater space. Well, okay, well, I can I can understand that complaint. And, yeah. and and quite honestly, I mean, you know, it's one of the reasons that I very rarely go to the movies anymore. You know, like I said, unless it's to the Bell Court, where I know that people are there because they love movies, you're not usually going to have a, a bad experience. And now that sucks. I mean, I shouldn't have to be the one to retreat from the pleasure of going to see movies. But the thing is, the most American movie theaters, there's no there's no accountability now. Yeah. Now You no longer have the, where you could just go find a manager and he'll send an usher. You know, I mean, if I ran a theater, you know, I'd totally be all about, hey, somebody complains, send my ushers in and, 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 and take the stop. To them, yeah. But you can't, you can't even find a manager in most theaters now. It's just a bunch of pimply-faced kids who aren't, none of them are like going to take responsibility. That's why you mentioned Alamo Draft House earlier, and I do re- love the fact that the Alamo Draft House does 
keep people from like doing the mystery science theater thing on a movie that's not you know that that's that you know that's just a general well, movie. Well, here, here's my thing though: is that you and I were just talking before we sat down to record Troy, and I go to the movies pretty frequently. I've been yeah. to in yeah, you go a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I go as much as I can because mm-hmm. I, I still love the experience and. I guess part of it is maybe you just have to have my personality and just be yeah, a natural, yeah. be a natural asshole and decide yeah. if somebody starts talking, I'm going to take. Actually, be scary phone. about it because yeah. I think that's it. Is you have to kind of you have to be a bit menacing about it, and Rod can do that. You know. Well, so. and, and and that's that's a that's that's a sad statement. Both the fact that I'm admitting I'm an asshole, and the fact <laughs> that it maybe that is unfortunately something you have to kind of you kind of have to gird your loins to go into a public place now, to, a place that should be some place that is quiet, is respectful, is some place where you realize that, as I've said to many a people in many a theater, this is not your fucking living room. I don't know. I don't know. That's the sad statement. But here, here's the thing, though, is. Um you can't always do that. I mean, well, not if you're surrounded by forty. Not if you're surrounded by around for the past yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't even run. Like, I, yeah. I would throw my soda at somebody and then run out the door. But I can't <laughs> run anymore. I'm getting old. I'm breaking down. I can't do this shit, or else I, you know, in the old days, my friends dubbed me the moron magnet when we would go to the theater. Oh my god. Are you just cursed? Is that the problem? I, I am. I am fucking cursed, like you would have believed. Oh, Jesus, man! I'm sorry. I, I am so cursed. I got jumped in my car outside the midnight showing of Cannibal Holocaust. Oh my god! What the fuck? Did they think you were jerky? What? I no. I two guys slammed my leg in the car door and jumped me while I was getting on my car. So I'm oh cursed. God. Wow! What, what in the? I I, I want to know more, but I don't want to know more. It's terrifying. Okay, all right. I'll, 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 like once, me and my wife went to the movies, and it was empty. And we're like, she's like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" And I'm like, "No, just wait." Mm. the 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 trailer started. I was. We thought we were in, the, you know, home free, and then a family of four came in oh, and sat directly behind us. And my wife just started laughing, like tears running out of her eyes because she couldn't believe it. And she's just like, you are cursed. Oh, my God. Maybe, maybe if you could just if you could not like movies anymore and just get really heavily into literature, you'd be better off. I don't know. No, I don't know. Probably like, you know, the I don't know, some the big bugs inside the book would be crawling all over the book she's trying to trying He'd to catch some horrible you know? flesh eating virus off of some rare book or something. Jesus God. Well, last little bit about, I mean, for me, just to say that, that, uh, I, what, you know, you, you mentioned before the, the people who make references to like Godzuki or something. And I think that I, I don't mind people coming into Godzilla. What I don't, I don't care how somebody gets into Godzilla fandom, but the thing that is annoying is if they, is the people that, if they come into fandom, not just Godzilla, but any kind of fandom with a preconceived notion of this is what this is, and they don't have any interest in, or they're not open at all to having any of their conceptions about that preconceptions challenged or changed at all. And I think that's totally sums up, you know, these two guys who are on this video we're talking about, you know, is they, they had this set opinion of what of, they had this set opinion of what Godzilla films were. And you can put any kind of Godzilla film, you know, in front of it could have been directed by Kurosawa or whatever, you know, and it's not going to, or, or who's somebody they would love JJ Abrams or whatever. And it's not going to change their opinion <laughs> about this is what, a Godzilla movie. This is who Godzilla is, and we. This is who we think he is, and, and we're going to go the whole rest of our lives without, you know, not opening ourselves up to the possibility that we might be wrong, and 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 maybe there's more to it than we thought there was. So, um, when I, I think I did, bad, I shit on people who like Godzuki. 
or mention them. <laughs> but it, what it's more it ties back again to the media stuff because I would read a lot of articles that would mention Godzuki. And it was like this is a signal that this article is going to be garbage. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I hear that, it's yeah. just like a single signal. This is a this article is written by someone who really doesn't have a good grasp on the subject matter. I can probably bypass it. <laughs> yeah, I no, and, 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 you're, and, and you're probably completely correct. That's true because there are certain, I hate to say, it, but there are certain signifiers that you can get in the first paragraph of any any written piece on the internet that'll give you any give yeah, you indicators. You know if, if what really kind of hands you're in? What yeah, kind yeah. of Whether this person's worth continuing to read? That's true. Yeah. No, I had a question about the the whole gatekeeper thing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really – maybe I'm too much of a loner, but I have trouble getting my mind around it, okay. how somebody can stop you from liking something. No, well, no, it's no, not no. To control the fandom. I, I'm, help me understand it's, it's, this. It's not – Troy, maybe – it's not that someone is stopping you from liking it. It's that they push – they'll push someone away. Uh, but what, they want to be the go – they want to be the kind of the go-to source. So they get used to having a certain – legitimacy among a certain type of fandom is like, hey, I'm an authority on this stuff. And so then when somebody else comes into it and wants to do something else kind of ambitious with that or also kind of puts themselves up as an authority, it's that sort of a, one of my friends... Uh, well, I, I wouldn't even, would even go so far as to say someone comes in wanting to... I would take it even further down. Hmm. It's, it's the, the, the thing that I've encountered so many times in my life in different forms of fandom, which is that there are these people who know this stuff very well are very well informed on this on the subject and its details, and they encounter some. Maybe they've even put out a. Oh no, they may have had some you know book or a regular blog people go to or just things that they got. Their name has a little bit of weight in that particular those circles. But then they uh, they encounter someone who has just discovered this particular thing, and therefore knows next to nothing, but are very enthusiastic. And what happens in a lot of cases, and it's I've seen it happen. I've 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 been I've been the victim. Of it many times throughout my life, which is that this person will just condescend to them and talk to them as if they were idiots for only having now at this late date in their life stumbled across this amazing thing. And essentially they're taking what would be someone who is an enthusiastic person involved in the the subject matter at hand, whatever the fandom is that we're talking about, and they're essentially pushing them away by being an asshole and pretending that there's some mystical, magical reason for this person to have encountered this long before now. But again, again, we are talking about pushing away someone who could, who's really coming into this with really wanting to be to know more about it, and, and really coming into it from a source of, of you know loving this subject, you know, and kind of really just kind of raining on their parade. And you know, it's, it's but one of our friends put it great. I thought is it's 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 you can't play in my sandbox syndrome, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I guess the internet is. I mean, I've been on internet forums where I just left because people were being bullies and shitty, and that's just how people are. Yeah. So and, if, and, and that, if you yeah. like a, a fandom and you're pursuing it, and there's someone shitty, it just seems really easy to just make a turn and kind of avoid them and go about your business pursuing what you love. Well, I think it you know it can it, be, it can but be that's accepting, not true for everybody. Yeah, and except in the cases of like forums, you know, like forums where everybody goes on with discussion threads and that sort of thing, it's kind of hard to. You're thinking you know. that's just it. You're talking about a very specific thing. I'm talking about a very general thing that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that can be applied to a lot. And like I say, it can be applied. I can talk to you all day long about mm-hmm. having people talk down to me about mm-hmm. uh, being a fan of Conan the Barbarian and and having these people think that simply because uh, of my age, I came along at the time of the first Conan the Barbarian movie, and that's what turned me into a fan. And 
and they you know, oh well, geez, right there. See, <laughs> see that, that's just it. That's just it. You, that's what I'm talking about. Is I come into it very enthusiastic, having read some of the books and having mm. encountered it first, I believe, as the mm. the Marvel comic book, mm. and you know the the condescension you get from people who discovered the original pulps years before and <laughs> want to look down at you because oh, it's so nice that you've come across it now. I guess you're of age, and it's that kind of thing where. No, 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 doofus fuck. We both like the same thing. You shouldn't be talking to me like I'm some kind of dumbass. Yes, I'll admit I'm a neophyte, and I don't know this stuff as well as you. And see, that's just it, Jason. That's not what we're talking about with you. That's that We were generalizing past, way past what the, the conversation you started into, the whole uh, idea of uh, encountering someone. It, well, there, there, there's two separate things here. There's the, the, the gatekeeper mentality of, of someone who wants to... Uh, puff up their own ego by doing something really childish and, and essentially pushing away someone who who's a, a, another person who enjoys the same thing you do. And then there's uh, the thing that I just forgot because my brain sucks. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm ser- Go ahead, Jason. I think you get that. Yeah, in- interrupt because clearly I'm never going to recover this one. If someone pushes you away, though, it's it just seems like I, there's been a couple times that's happened to me, but I'm just like, okay, this person's a jerk. I'll just go elsewhere and mm. pursue this. It never, yeah, I just don't quite get it. Like, why you okay, depend that's just on it, that though. person so much? That's just it. Now, imagine someone else with a different personality. Imagine someone else more introverted. Better yet, imagine a woman. I, I am, I'm better, quite better yet. introverted, my friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but you're not introverted in the same way that I'm talking about. Put yourself in the shoes of a woman in that position, especially someone who can be physically intimidated without the, per- the person who's physically intimidating her actually even thinking that they are. And what you're talking about is, no, you may not squelch that person's interest in the subject, but you've just cut yourself off from a, a, a good friend, another ally, someone who may actually have something interesting to say about this. But that's only part of part of the problem in the in this area. And like I say, that, that that doesn't necessarily pertain to you. And I don't think it actually does. It was just Troy and I ramping up and, and ranting and raving about our own experiences in the past. And then, wow, it's sp- as, as women of fandom, no, sounded like a couple of like reformed alcoholics in AA. You're, that's you're not yeah. far wrong because. But I, I I don't I can dish out some criticism, sit at the bar and sip my criticism, and mm. I think I'm okay with it. I don't mm. think I get that out of control. Yeah. No, no, no. That's just it. That's my point. Is that you you were not in control. No. And 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 you didn't you didn't need to read what we were saying in in a way that was uh, any form of a of, of an attack upon you. It was an attack upon that mindset. And you're yeah, not you're not representing. I'm to understand it, like oh, as well, far well, as like both sides of that dynamic, because for me it's uh, I just unless you're like in a really small town like pre-internet, and there's like the comic book shop guy, <laughs> and he could kind of have a toxic environment with you mm-hmm. going in there, and that's your only access to this stuff. Yeah, that would really suck. That's a but that's a would, that's a good example of what we're talking about. And in, in the internet age, it's it's different. It's it's a very different kind oh, yeah. of thing. Well, that's why I'm like, in this day and age of the internet, you could just avoid that stuff. Go to Wikipedia and you could read for days about whatever you're into. Granted, granted. But, I mean, it's, it still exists anytime you, uh, anytime you interact with, well, actual physical people. Oh, okay. But it's, there are actual physical people out there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank God. And some, yeah. of the, some of them will allow us to touch them. It's that, amazing. Occasion, that, wow. occasion, that occasional knocking sound you hear at your door that you just like... <laughs> 
when you go back and you know and back in the back room and hope and it eventually goes away. That that was actually a person. That was a person. Oh, I just say leave the package. I thought it was Amazon using the drone to drop it off. <laughs> they got to get that down. But there is another thing. Now I finally remembered the thing that I forgot. My brain's finally kicked into gear. Um, the thing that I would be curious about, and this is just uh, something to toss out there because I in in a wild kind of possibility. There was something that clicked in my head a long time ago about this, and Troy and I talked about it a little bit, which is the idea that sometimes, and in some of the things that you've said, it does come off this way sometimes, and I'm I'm not asking you to defend yourself, but defend yourself. Uh, The question becomes, Mm. do you think that they're, do you think that sometimes someone is liking something the wrong way? In other words... When you see these people who enjoy a Godzilla film but enjoy it because they think it's a stupid movie, do you just, I mean, I, I disagree with their way of looking at it, but I don't think they're liking it the wrong way. I think they're just dumbasses. And the question yeah. becomes, I mean, yeah, the question becomes how do you look at it? Uh, pretty much the same way, as long as they're not sitting in the theater behind me mm. uh, chuckling every mm. 30 seconds mm. because people are speaking Japanese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really don't care, and I think they're idiots or whatever, and I don't need to listen to their opinions. But that's pretty much I, you know, you can't say don't watch that. You're doing this wrong, or whatever. It's out there. It's entertainment. Yeah, and people, if people are going to enjoy it one way or the other. They're not going to enjoy it one way or the other. And I mean, I'm not going to be give me your top five list of Godzilla films and tell me which ones are your favorites. Oh no, those are all wrong. I mean, yeah, that's right. <laughs> But see, but see that interaction that you just parodied there—that's something that I've run across in mm-hmm. in in convention hallways with a beer graft in one hand, wondering why I exist. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, is anything last things to say on this subject from either of you guys? Because I had just a couple of more general questions about Godzilla films. If we're done with, I think we've I think we've cleared I'm the good. air pretty well yeah, though I'm here. Good. And uh, what about you, Jason? You feel any anything you still need to? I'm I'm good. Okay. Well, I, this has been awesome, by the way. I think we had a great great conversation, but I want to get back. Don't don't, don't get ahead of yourself, Gwen. Yeah, I want to get to what's really important, which is Godzilla. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So a couple of questions. I have one. Um, we, we 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 won't we won't discuss the uh, the legendary Godzilla, other than just to say. Oh. Go go ahead. Well, no, we've already. I mean, you know, because because you know, it's. Well, no, no, no. Get to your question. Well, I was just going. Well, the only thing I was going to say is is whether Jason would prefer it or not. We know there's going to be a sequel. We yeah. do know that it's going to be with a different director. Um, yeah. I believe. Gosh, help me, Jason. Who's the most recent? I was just telling somebody the other day the most recent name attached to it, and and, and damned if I can. Oh, is it Michael Doherty? Or yes, who yes. did? Tr- yes, who yes. did Trick or Treat? Yes, and, uh, Michael Doherty. That's right. And I, Rod and I, love Trick or Treat. I think Trick or Treat's an awesome. Oh, film. and Krampus. And, as well. and Krampus was a lot of fun. It really was. So you know, I'm whether he'll stay the director or not. I don't know, but I've got you know, I've got kind of high hopes for it. But. What would you? What would you, if you had your preference? You know, other than it not be made. You know, if it's if you if you're if you're cool with it being made, uh, what what kind of tone would you like to? Is there anything particular you'd like to see from it? I mean, I know they've licensed the other some of the Toho monsters. Would you like to see those monsters in it, or would you particular? Well, of course. Why would I not? Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, for, let me interject. Uh, what are the mon- what are the other monsters? I think they they've licensed what? Well, the usual Mothra, Ghidra. Were there any others? Rodan. Or was it just Rodan? Rodan, I think the big three, you know. But uh, Ooh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yes. which is which is awesome. I would now, like to see Rodan. Now, whether they're going to use them, we don't know. We just know they've licensed them, so that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to see them. But could I, uh, could I just put in a little little word here? I'd like to see uh, 
Varan. Uh, I would mm. like to see poor Varan, poor guy who. Yeah, he needs a. He needs. He needs a better he needs agent. A, he needs, he needs a, better a better agent. agent. He's only had the one film, and then he's almost in Destroy All Monsters. So I'd really like to see him turn up again. <laughs> if we could, if we could get on that, somebody. Hell, please. he was almost. He was almost in uh, GMK too, right? Wasn't he one of the? Wasn't he one of the original choices? I think. Indeed. That would have been amazing. Hey, Jason. Um, yes. Let me maybe put the question a little better way. If you if you could have this American Godzilla film reflect the tone of any particular of the three kind of eras of Godzilla, the the Showa, the Heisei, or the Millennium series, what would you prefer? Well, I would say you probably have to go with the Heisei mm-hmm. because Millennium's too scattershot. It would make American fans insane because they need continuity. Mm-hmm. So the Heisei series, right? Because that had the more continuity of any of them, most of any of them. Yeah, exactly. Well, not only not only the continuity that I admire. It's not only the continuity of the Heisei series that I admire. It's the uh, it's kind of the tightness of the productions, the the way the films. I mean, to my memory, I haven't gone back and rewatched them all recently. But my God, they move. I mean, mm-hmm. they God, they don't slow down. Mm-hmm. You're definitely, a, unfortunately, and you definitely have to have that for <laughs> for American. Well, for, for an American, American audience, that's true. Yeah, and maybe I, and maybe I'm showing my maybe I'm showing my gaijin nature there by mm-hmm. by pointing out that those move and that's what those are my favorite. That's my mm-hmm. favorite series of them. So I don't know. So um, other thing here. Now we already, already talked about the anime film, but assuming there's going to be another Toho live action G film at some point, um, would you want to see them do an actual sequel to Shin Godzilla, or would you like to see it go in a in a different direction? different direction for sure i can't picture a sequel to that because it seems yeah. like i, I don't want to give any spoilers but if uh it goes if it's a direct follow-up it's it would doesn't seem like it, it'd be too different for a godzilla movie well yeah. it'd be like if you had a james bond movie where he got married and had kids and settled down or something <laughs> it would be a totally different thing and that would might be not work for a franchise like like this yeah i sort of felt that I mean, I, I was thoroughly, you know, like I said, I love the movie and the depiction of Godzilla was a fascinating take on the character, but it was another take that I, I don't think I could have watched 30 films sustained by this particular take of Godzilla because he's, uh, he's, so, he's so devoid of personality, which was the point. I mean, he was, yeah. we talked about before, is he's the most, he's the most devoid of personality we've ever seen from a Godzilla and he's, he's uh, to the point of, and, I, and like I said, that was totally, I think, to put you on the side of the humans, you know, to put you in their slump pocket, to not give you anything to, because everybody loves Godzilla going in to see this film, and so if he's if he's has any sort of personality there at all, there's just part of you, no matter how much destruction and how bad he's being, that you're just part of you is going to kind of be in Godzilla's corner, and I think they really tried to make this not a creature that you felt anything but fear. He was terrifying, you know, but, uh, but I, I don't know how far you could go with a series based on that. Uh, and you're right. We can't give away too much of, of what's in the, in the, the, the end of the film. They they set up, they set up things that could happen. That could well, be see, that's interesting. Just but that's, that's where I'm going with this you're, because you're, I would, I would like to see a sequel to this to see where they would go because all the things that you're saying are not present in this Godzilla, this version of Godzilla are all things that, can be expanded upon, changed, altered, or become, mm. or, or or become something that was built into this that we didn't pay attention to. That final scene, that final image of the movie, to me, that's one of the most intriguing mm-hmm. final shots of a Godzilla film I've ever seen. And the the possibilities of branching off from that in uh, in, in a possible sequel is just insane. Uh, I, I have no idea which direction they want to go, but my God, the possibilities. I, I could not be more happy with Shin Godzilla as uh, a fan of these movies. And the idea of there's a little part of me that wants them to leave it alone as this perfect little weird thing. 
Yeah. And, and there's another part of me that wants them to try to do something because like I say, that, that final image, I want, I want to know where they're going, but if I don't, it's okay. And if they do something and I don't like it, that's still okay. But I don't know, man. Can't we just can't they like ramp up production and give us two more Godzilla movies in the next year or so? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Could they get on that one sequel and one non sequel? I'm good with that. I would I would have no complaints of that whatsoever. But that's part of it. After twelve years of no Japanese yeah. Godzilla films, I, I wanna see that sequel just to go off in some bizarre, crazy tangent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after yeah. twelve years of nothingness, I'm like, no, 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 we can't deviate from the formula because it'll get too wacky and not deliver <laughs> what I want. <laughs> Well, they definitely got in trouble before. I think by make, trying to make the films too fast. I mean, I think we've seen that oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, oh, listen. So you said you've been to G Fest before. So let me ask you: uh, uh, Did you enjoy G Fest? Did you have a good time? Uh, yes, I did. I had quite a good time. Uh, I went to the one in 2000 that was in LA. Mm-hmm. So I think it was kind of a different experience, and maybe a little. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah right. I forgot that they. I forgot. I even forgot they had one in LA. Say, I didn't even start going to. I think 2000. I think 2010 was my first year, and since then I've only missed. Uh, I think I missed two years since then. Um, I'm going again this year. Uh, Rod's actually planning on going to his first one. Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, man, you ought to try and come, man. We'd have a blast. I wish, but I need to go back to Japan. <laughs> well, oh, listen to it. Rub it in. Or... Rub it in. <laughs> oh, you sorry, mean spirited. Why don't you just? All right, fine. Go to Japan. Oh, what? What, what? Do you want me to send you a care package? Oh, if you if could. You could. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm deadly serious, man. I'll hand you money. Uh, I, I know this is completely off tangent, but the idea of there being a Blu-ray of the '76 King Kong, just, just I know. Here's what I know: is that if I get the one that's that's from Japan, that means there'll be a great big special edition come out over here because I'll have spent money on it. <laughs> yeah, but I just that's bought in the past year. I, I well, here, here's the thing: is I just bought uh, Godzilla '84 last March. The Japanese oh. Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. of course you did. Yeah, there yeah. You so I just was just like a little bit of credit for getting that Return of the Godzilla released here. <laughs> we thank you. Yeah, yeah. We thank you. We know exactly. I bought. Yeah, the, it's like the whole reason that that whole series that they put yeah. out all the Gamera films on Blu-ray is because I bought you know that entire. Well, first of all, the reason the Shout Factory, the first Shout Factory, did the entire series of Gamera films is because I bought every one of the Gamera films on bootleg. DVDRs from you know from from Japanese yeah from Japanese sources yeah. so that led to the Shout Factory doing the entire series and then once I bought all them it led to the uh, Middle <laughs> Creek putting them all out on Blu-ray so yeah so y'all can thank me for that <laughs> one led to the other that's right inevitably God. but uh, Jason uh, uh, I, go ahead I was gonna say I would love to go to G Fest but I just don't mm-hmm. think it's in the cards anytime soon yeah understood understood well hopefully we'll all converge there again or somewhere someday so uh maybe we'll converge uh, on japan with you someday that would be even better um, that's the thing please come it's i i need to show like give a tour to somebody so someone else doesn't can see this stuff and go shopping and i can see someone's jaw drop when i show them shopping well you know what kills me even more is is when you know as a, a good g fan regularly and i know they also i'm sure they don't do these as much as it seems but i do know that they it does seem like every few months somewhere in Japan will have some sort of just kind of, I guess, sort of a convention, but almost more like just a big open display of like Ultraman or Godzilla, you know, just, just kind of like they'll just do some sort of remembrance memorial kind of, or just some kind of like yeah. thing just in a shopping center or something where they'll just have all these Godzilla props from Godzilla movies and Ultraman movies. And it seems like they're having these kind of things on time. And I'm just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this looks amazing. 
Yep, I've stumbled upon like Ultraman exhibits. Just you know, go in the movies, and it's like, oh hey, this art museum has this exhibit. Why not go in and check it out? And don't they have like the? Yeah. Don't they have like the? There's like a life size. Uh, I assume it's still standing. Uh, they have the. Uh, um, it's, oh, it's, the Gundam. Yes, there's a life size Gundam there. That just blows my mind to think that there's actually a life size Gundam. <laughs> there is. Yes, there is. Holy there is, and it looks crap. incredible. Yeah, I've seen. You know, so have you? Have you actually been to see that, Jason? Uh, yeah, I have. I bet that's incredible. I'll send, I'll send you pictures of that. I'll send you Please. pictures of Toho Studios with the Godzilla statue out front. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Can that's... you can you climb into the Gundam? No, you can't. Damn it! <laughs> well, they know because they know the Japanese are. They, someone was figuring out a hot wire it and hot wire it to take <laughs> off with it. Anyway, go ahead, Jason. <laughs> no, there was a Bandai Museum. It's since closed, but they had like a big Gundam bust, <sighs> and you could actually take pictures in like the Gundam. Uh, the flight pilot outfits, and they had a, a cockpit you could sit in and fire at the uh, other robots. <laughs> this is sounds like now. See, this is just this is just amazing. I, oh, I, I, that's God. that's great. And, and they have they it, it's the Bandai Museum, so they have big glass displays of all these Bandai toys. And I'm looking at stuff, and then like three Power Rangers came out and kind of waved to me and shook my hand and stuff. So that's pretty <laughs> surreal. That's that's the best, man. That's awesome. Hey, I'm, I'm just like, yeah. oh yes, the middle-aged man's walking around the children's museum. Right um, on. I, I yeah, I'm totally with you on it, man. All right, all right. Cool, well, man. Well, well, listen, man. Are you are you up to anything these days? I know the I know the trashy trio is is no more, but I mean, are you up to anything else else anything other than that these days? No, after my medical stuff, I'm just trying to get back to regular mm-hmm. life, and then I'll see about any more podcasting pursuits. Yeah. All right. Well, are you uh, are you willing to come back and talk to us again sometime in the near future? Uh, of course. Just uh, give me a topic and a date. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Because uh, we, yeah, man. Troy and I have not decided. Uh, we're kind of at a crossroads trying to figure out what uh, topic to cover next. But I know that uh, the things he and I have kicked around to, to do on the Bloody Pit are uh, – all of them seem to be things that are, at least in one way or another, kind of up your street. So uh, getting your opinion on them every now and then would be fun. And hit me up. I'd love to. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, man, thanks so much, Jason. Appreciate that. And uh, thanks for coming out here and helping us, like, uh, clear the air and a lot of stuff. Uh, We consider you you're part of our podcast family, man. So uh, sorry for all the the stuff that went on earlier. But uh, but if it led to this cool conversation, then I'm not too sorry. So Same here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for being here, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, Christopher. What insanity are you up to today? Oh, hey, Lydia. I'm downloading some movies. What? People are always telling me that's illegal. Uh Uh-uh, not these. They're all public domain. Oh, look, Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Let me see what you're doing. Oh, you're at archive.org. Well, they have thousands of films, TV shows, commercials, radio shows, and books available. Yeah, but there are so many. I wish there was a podcast or something that would discuss these things. You know, give us an idea of what's worth the time. Um, Christopher, there is. We do one. Oh, that's right. We host Orphan Entertainment. Once a month, we pick something and review and discuss it. That sure is nice of us. (laughs) Sure. Why don't you click over to Orphan Entertainment and remind yourself a little more about the show. Oh, we'll do. Let's see, that's at orphanentertainment.com. And yeah, it looks like we're available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Oh, hey, can we review the Gilligan's Island movie someday? Mm-hmm, we'll see, Christopher. We'll see. Prepare for-
for a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Hear your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classic and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodgson. Listen to the discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival, Classic Monsters, Modern Talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. Well, there you go. Episode 51 of the Bloody Pit wraps up with uh, everybody happy and everybody loving the giant radioactive lizard. Of course. Hi, yes. Well, I want to thank you. This has been a weird little episode. Not a standard episode by any stretch of the imagination. We're not covering a single film in this one. And it, uh, well, I think it turned out pretty well regardless. And uh, hope you had fun. Hope that the discussion uh, was something that you found as interesting as we did. And uh, come back next month, I'll have something else for you. Can't even really tell you exactly what it's going to be next month because, quite honestly, things are fluid right now. Trying to figure out exactly what our scheduling is going to be and who's going to be on the show next and how we line these things up and how I get those episodes edited. So, everyone, thank you very much. I will sign off again. This is Rod Barnett. Thank you for listening. Remember, please join us over on the Facebook page for The Bloody Pit. And you can email us if you have any comments at thebloodypit at gmail.com. We'll be glad to hear from you. See you next month, guys. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive.
of a movie addict or the holy barbarian blues. I was a teenage movie monster. I cut my teeth on Clara Bow. I dug Rudolph Valentino. I was hooked on all the vampire movie queens. I rode with a posse and Cut them off at the pass. I was thrilled by the thing from outer space. Man, I was a mess. Then I was turned on by Shakespeare, Plato, Aristotle, Edgar Guest. I saw Charlie's aunt in the original uncut version. Crazy, man, crazy. One day I wandered, drunk, dazed, wild-eyed, into an art movie house, you know, loose marks with subtitles. Now I'm cool, man, cool. I've kicked the movie habit. I'm off to make the interstellar scene. Hello, how? Dos Vidano. Au revoir, goodbye, later, man, later. <laughs> 